Backforce podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. Uh, we're doing an episode on time this time, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. More or less. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, I guess we're not starting that much later. Normally we start like 1.30ish and we were like all set up early, but then we wasted time talking about <laughs> stuff that we're doing and you know. games that we're into and how high Kelso's cat is oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta uh, resort to extreme measures to keep him uh, entertained while I'm not while I'm while I'm doing this. <laughs> so you said it's, you sprayed the couch down with catnip. I have I, I get like catnip spray like just it's I, okay. I didn't realize. I guess the, of course it could be a spray. I yeah. never thought that like could have a catnip spray because i yeah. think of it as like a dried thing but yeah it's, yeah, no, it's actually sense. super convenient i like it a lot more than just having like catnip dust all over the place so yeah give him cigarettes <laughs> yeah make him smoke it so, we're uh i don't know why we were oh because we, we were talking about uh so my boyfriend and i have been watching uh card capper sakura together for the past few months just like a couple episodes here and there we're almost done with it, which is uh, which is wild, because it's I don't know it, it's it's like longer. seventy something yeah, episodes. Yeah, it's like seventy something. something episodes, and we've never we've never even come this close to finishing an anime that long. Um, <laughs> so this is a big achievement. But like earlier today, <laughs> we were, is great. <laughs> it's really good. Um, we were watching an episode, and the cat was with just like sitting with us, and I don't know, Kira was on screen, and Everett just <laughs> looks at the cat and is like. What would it be like if you had little wings? And I said he would probably fly into the ceiling fan. Um, <laughs> we just came up with all the how much more annoying he would be, basically, if, if he had wings. He would um, be he would be Karochan when Karochan is on a sugar high. Ah, uh, yeah. So so what I love about Card Captor Sakura is that, like in some episodes, like characters literal lives are at stake and in some episodes the stakes are like oh no our home ec cakes will be too sweet what should we do i think i think my favorite thing about it is um so we're i mean we've got like i don't know 10 maybe episodes left um sakura still doesn't know that her best friend is also her cousin neither of them realize that they are cousins because of (laughs) some reason they just don't think about those things, I guess. It's it's like they they talk about like how I don't I don't recall that ever actually being like a reveal. I don't think it's a thing that's I, ever addressed. I don't, I don't think it ever will be either. Or there's the episode where they go on their like their to the to the lake or the ocean or wherever the fuck they go, and Sakura meets her her grandpa, and she doesn't yeah. know. That he's and they just the... never tell her that that's her grandpa. They never tell her. Like, everyone else knows. And then, and then later, there's an episode where she finds out, like she gets uh, a, an old calendar that her mom had like written, you know, uh, for people who have not watched Card Chapter Sakura, Sakura's mom is dead, so that's the thing. But she finds this old calendar, like her dad is like, "Hey, I found this calendar. Do you want it, Sakura?" And she like it has all the, you know, everyone's birthdays written on it, and she's like, "Oh, Grandpa's birthday is this week. I gotta make him a present." So she goes through all this effort of like making him a present and. And it's like, how am I gonna get this present to Grandpa? I don't even know where he lives. It's like you've met him. What? Why? Is, <laughs> why has nobody told you about this? Like, I, what? Think, I think that 
there's some kind of like unspoken subplot uh, about how like her dad is really estranged from that family ever since her mom died. It it was something so, like they, they like, can't acknowledge each other in some way or something. Like they talk about it a little bit where um Tomoyo's mom so Sakura's uh aunt Mm-hmm. Uh, like was really mad at her dad because like she didn't think that I, and I forget what what dead mom's name was but like she uh, didn't think not, that Nadashiko? Yeah, that, yeah. Um, and she didn't like her sister didn't think that she should marry uh, uh, Mr. Kinamoto which is valid because uh, he was a teacher and she was in high school and she was one of his students uh, so yeah. that's super valid but like yeah they... Cardcaptor Sakura does some actually like really side eye weird stuff in yeah. that and then there's and then there's also the bit where uh, her older brother was also dating one of his teachers and when he was in middle school he was like in 8th grade and it's like hey teacher I'm in love with you and she's like no I'm gonna go overseas <laughs> like what is yeah. what is this she's like listen kid I like you but also it's so it's so strange. Yeah. Also, there's a subplot about one of Sakura's classmates who has a crush on their teacher, yeah, and yeah. they're in elementary school. Yeah, she's they're, just they're ten years, years old. Here. It's yeah, it's a. Uh... I mean, at least they don't imply that that's like a relationship. Like yeah. they imply that it's a crush. Yeah, it's just like oh, I've got a crush on my teacher, and the teacher is like, I don't know, maybe a little too nice to her sometimes, but. Uh, whatever. I, yeah. I I I feel like that's a like a a, a shojo thing from a I don't know if that would still be a thing, but a shojo theme from a very specific time period. It's like, oh, I'm in love with my dashing, handsome high school teacher, and we're gonna get married. <laughs> and uh, not a fan. Yeah. No. Anyway. Uh, yeah, good series. I have been yeah. watching recently um, the new BBC adaptation of Good Omens was just released. Yeah. Uh, on like Amazon Prime. I haven't watched it yet, uh, so but I need to. I've I've watched four out of the six episodes so far, but Good Omens is like my favorite book of all time. Uh, so, man, I have mixed feelings about this adaptation. Yeah. I've, I've liked it a lot more since I've seen episodes three and four. When I had just watched episodes one and two, I was, like, side-eyeing it really hard because especially the first episode reads like the screenplay was written by someone who, like, has no idea what the differences between, like, a written and visual medium are because there's a narration component they have a narrator who's like the voice of god who just narrates stuff and they just read passages from the book like over the scenes where literally the thing that they're narrating is explicitly happening Hmm. like it's a completely superfluous narrative that's an interesting choice like there's a scene where the the narrator is literally describing a dog growling and the dog is on the screen growling and it's like the dog is there we can hear the dog growling. You don't have to tell us that the dog is growling. Like, I know the way that Terry Pratchett wrote that was, like, really poetic, but that's not what an adaptation is. Oh, boy. That I love this book as much as anyone, but Jesus. Yeah, that's, you know, it's one that I've been meaning to read again, because the last time I read it, I think I was, like, in high school. Like, it's been a long time. 
and I never got around to it, so. It's a good book. It's like not, it is. it's like serious and not serious, and it's, it's you know, Pratchett at his very Pratchetty and Neil Gaiman at being very Neil Gaiman, and yeah. it's just a lot of good things together in one place. Yeah. I have such a weird relationship with Terry Pratchett. Yeah. I kind of don't like the whole Terry Pratchett thing, but my sister kept giving me books every <laughs> single Christmas, every single birthday, kept giving him more Terry Pratchett. I mean, he's very prolific. There's a lot to give that she could give you. Yeah. Um, did you mention to her that, like, you're not that into him as an author? Uh, kind of. <laughs> like, it wasn't bad. It was just wasn't for me that's fair he's he's got a very like particular sense of humor and it's sort of a douglas adams vibe uh, but i am like i am a big fan of of him and his writing style and just his satire and so i've i've been really looking forward to this good omens thing and as i say i think since i watched episodes three and four they started to calm the fuck down a little with the narration so it's been much much better that's good yeah I, I I am much more of a Neil Gaiman fan than I am uh, Terry Pratchett, I, just because I never got around to reading that much Terry Pratchett. Although I will say, I always get Discworld and Weave World mixed up, and Weave World, which is the Clive Barker novel, which I have <laughs> read, that was a long time ago too. I don't remember I don't... anything. I don't remember anything about it. Uh, I've never heard of it. Except I think I think there's a uh, so- something about like. Uh, there's like a specific magic that only women can do because it's tied to their menstrual cycles or something. That's the only... <laughs> and I might just be like misremembering this entirely. That might be from that's, something else. But that that's something like that I remember. That something that I, I don't necessarily want to read written by a male author. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Clive Barker does... I mean, Clive Barker did Hellraiser, so a lot of a lot of weird sex stuff in general... <laughs> Oh man, speaking of weird sex stuff. Yeah. Uh I also finished Near Automata this past week. Oh nice. Like like third playthrough finished or first yeah, playthrough? Yeah, like okay. like finished like finished. E ending finished. Yeah. Um man that is a weird game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a friend lent it to me because it's like one of his favorite games. Um and I I guess I can sort of see what he sees in it, but Wow, it's just so weird. There's like, there's things about it that are so cool, and then there's things about it that make me like really side eye it so hard. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like got a lot of really interesting philosophical ideas in it, but I also feel like it never stops to actually interrogate any of them long enough to say anything interesting about them because it just gets distracted by the next philosophical thing it wants to to throw in. I I feel like a lot of that is a video game thing because I know, um, and it was never released in English, but um, after the first game came out, there's like several hundreds pages long tome called Grimoire Near. Uh, I want to say it's like 600 pages, maybe, of Jesus. just of just like supplemental writing. And there's a huge project of like just fan translation, and I have it on a Google Drive somewhere. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you would need it because the 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 like actual 
moment-to-moment plot events in those games are just so murky. Yeah. It's like, we have all this huge world-building and backstory, and we're going to tell you about, like, 80% of what you need to understand what's going on. And and I think even Automata was, like, not... It's like a direct sequel to some radio dramas that were were aired in Japan, or some... It has... It's it's a closer tie-in to, like, radio dramas that aired in Japan and uh, nowhere else. So, Jesus. yeah. I mean, it feels a lot like they're trying to be deep for the sake of being deep. Yeah. And it's I'm I'm always so like torn with that kind of like with interpreting things like that because um my favorite anime of all time is Revolutionary Girl Atena, and I know a lot of people who are like, "Oh, it's, you know, it's a lot of like meaningless symbols." Um, that are just trying to feel deep. And I'm like, no, 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 listen, I could write a thesis paper on, like, this This show's interpretation of feminism and, like, what it's saying about, like, you know, gender roles uh, in society. Um, and because I feel so strongly about that, I'm always worried if, that if I think something's being pretentious, that, like, maybe I just don't get it, right? Like, maybe I haven't just, just haven't thought about it hard enough. <laughs> But I, I do I do feel like this one is maybe not as deep as it wants to be. We would argue about the tenor. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a very like long and detailed uh, like basically paper about not not actually written but just in my head of of all the things that Utena is about. But if, if you ever write that down, I'll read it. Um, I think that's I think that's the next thing I'm gonna make my boyfriend watch with me. Because I, I I watched like most of it and then for some reason I just I don't know, life got in the way and I didn't finish it, but it's ten episodes long, but it's stretched out in like sixty episodes. Yeah, but you have to do that because the it's it's in the like magical girl tropes sequence where um like the the way they do storytelling is by establishing a pattern over a period of time and then subverting that pattern. Half of the uh, episode is the same cutscene every single episode. <laughs> but it's a good cutscene, though. Yes, it is. It is a good cutscene. <laughs> it's. Uh, was there ever? Now that we're just talking about anime, uh, uh, was there ever a Revolutionary Girl Utena game that like made? Uh, there has to have been. Not that I know of, but that would be fantastic. Uh, uh, there might, it looks like there was one, was it released for the Sega Saturn? There was one for the Sega Saturn. Oh, great. It is. (laughs) So no one ever played it, presumably. Visual novel. Interesting. Hmm. So it's probably just a, a visual novel retelling, uh, of, of the anime. That's, that's. That's interesting. Wild. So it it was a manga first, and my understanding is that the manga was like just much more normal and less weird, um, and less like I don't know grandiose. Um, but then they it a director got a hold of it who was a director who had been a director on Sailor Moon and left because like Sailor Moon was not deep enough for him basically he was like he wanted to do some like weird artistic things and they they kept having to make him tone it down so he left nice. and made it tenna instead nice um oh what was it which by the way if you watch like season one sailor moon 
and you, you're pretty familiar with Utena, you can pretty much pick out the episodes that this guy directed because just like the cinematography and like like storyboarding of the whole thing is just very distinct and different <laughs> compared to all the other episodes. This is reminding me. I want to say um, another another anime, which I think was only an anime called uh, Yurikuma Arashi, which was I think I want to say the same guy um, did it, and I've I, it's another one that I haven't finished, but it is bizarre. Like <laughs> the premise is um, bears attacked humanity, and all <laughs> all of the men went off to fight a war against the bears and left like the women in the cities with just these giant walls to keep the bears out. So there are like no male characters and uh, bears that are also magical and they're pretending to be girls and uh, uh, lesbians also. Uh, it's, oh boy, it's something, but it's got- That, that sounds like, that. that sounds like a much uh, more palatable attack on Titan to me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got um, like similar, visual motifs to Utena though so okay if you, if you, if you really want to go on a ride sometime <laughs> I might have to do that uh, it's I mean I'm I'm actually like would be interested in that just because like I feel like this director has like a really interesting and distinctive style that I like where he's like a little bit on the line of some of the more bonkers uh you know, Japanese directors, but not not as bad as, like, the creators of Nier or Devilman Crybaby, for instance. Yeah. Yeah, it is the same director. Uh, Funihiko Ikuhara. Yeah. He's got great hair. <laughs> Does he? Yes. That's the important thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, I remember watching... Uh, Sailor Moon with a friend and there's a scene in the, in one of the early episodes where there's like a the monster of the week is like this bat demon thing that's attacking people and there's the scene as there's a scene of someone in the in like running down an alley and then it like cuts to to the mouth of the alley and there's like a bat flying around and then it cuts back to the person and then it cuts back to the mouth of the alley, and there's, like, five bats. And then it comes Whoa. back to the person. And then it cuts back to the mouth of the alley, and there's, like, 20 bats. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this exact same shot sequence is in an episode of Utena. Amazing. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. I love that series. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Carl, what have you been up to? Um, I found a new hobby. And it's oh. reading really bad books. <laughs> oh, yeah? So I thought you I've, did link us one. I haven't like read it in oh, detail yeah. yet. I've been reading Empress Teresa. Are you gonna read the whole thing? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's just it just gets more and more mental. Oh boy. And like, it's very much an old man writing as a like female character. Oh, is it? And I, it's uh, I had so, assumed it was a teen girl. I had assumed it was like a twelve year old girl based on like no. the one paragraph I read. And it's really creepy and really. Yeah, I I went on I went sort of on a deep dive, Carl. After you linked that in, and it's like the author is like this uh like militant Catholic 
to the point where he got banned. <laughs> he got banned from a Catholic like web forum. Uh, I think he got banned from posting on Amazon for his own. Oh yeah, thing. I'm sure. Is that why the what is the the place where that book is hosted? Was is it like Yahoo Books or something? Mm, I think it's his own website. Okay, because that's not the full book. It's just like several chapters of excerpts. Yeah. The web the website also looks like it was made in like 1995. Um, so. Yeah, and he made a study guide for it. Yeah. And he made an author's review. Yeah, and he's and just he... like militant to anyone that criticizes it. Yeah, he just calls them all trolls. Mm-hmm. Like he assumes that any valid criticism, valid, very valid criticism of his book is is just like haters and trolls and they're trying to flame me. <laughs> I mean, are you sure he's not actually a 12-year-old girl? Because it reads that behavior and also like everything in the opening paragraph really reads like the sort of like early fan fiction slash original fiction that 12-year-old girls write before they understand how like uh, you know, characterization and and story work. Hang on, I want to see if this guy has a Wikipedia page. Norman Bhutan. Oh, nope, he is not, he's not uh, a 12-year-old girl. He is an old man. <laughs> he is a bald old man. So. What's the, what, how do you spell his name? Uh, Norman Boutin, B-O-U-T-I-N. B-O-U-T-I-N. And it's just getting more and more bizarre. <laughs> yeah. So our... Are you reading specifically things by this guy, or do you ju- did you just find a, st- a stockpile of terrible books somehow? Yes, I just Google bad books pretty much. Nice. That's a that's a good Google. I mean, it looks like this is the only thing this guy has written. Did he illustrate the cover himself? Yes. Because it looks like he illustrated the cover himself. Yes, he did. And he he's he he has that as like a big selling point um, on the website. It's like how many other authors also draw the cover for their book? Checkmate atheists. Uh, okay. He doesn't actually say checkmate atheists, but it's that kind of you know that vibe. Yeah. So my understanding is that it's a a, a book about a very childish teenage girl who gets powers from an alien and then becomes uh, like a five-star general. And North Korea, I think, is the big bad guy. And there's like assassins everywhere she and has she, to watch out for. Yeah, and she like gets abducted by the government and the government tries to assassinate her, yeah. Uh. So, so my pa- favorite part of like the opening page that you linked uh, is the way that he has an author note at the top explaining why his book is is badly paced and how it how that's intentional and like haters gonna hate basically <laughs> like it's such a cliche to start off with the important action in this book the characters are more more important so there's gonna be three chapters about the characters before the action yeah and then you it know. starts in the middle of action anyway <laughs> It's it's not like writing conventions exist for a reason or anything. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Um. 
Ooh. It's great. <laughs> and also extremely disturbing. Yeah. Are there any any particular like story highlights that you, that you can share? Um like the fact that they just randomly sw- switched to a memory in the beginning. It's just like, oh, and by the way, I met this fox when I was younger. Does the fox have any significance? Or is it just like, oh, something something uh, mysterious happened to um, me as a child? It's implied that the fox gave her th- her superpowers. Oh. Huh. But I see. It's pretty much never mentioned again. Okay. I ha- I have some like weird um self-published books and I can't remember the name of the author. I'll try to I'll try to dig that up, but it's it's um a guy who is like he might be autistic, but he and I actually really want to read these books because it gets it throws convention so far out the window to the point where he's like describing the colors of things and he's actually referencing like the hex codes of those colors so that you can oh. look them up and know exactly what the colors are and it's uh that's fascinating it's it's super interesting and i can't remember his name but i'll try to remember that at some point uh sorry listeners <laughs> that's really that's really a window into somebody else's brain yes anyway yeah that's i I don't know if I'm going to be able to follow your lead, Carl, and, and read any of this. <laughs> like, the, the just the two paragraphs or whatever that I read, I was already like, nope, brain is shutting down. Yeah, I won't be able to read it. I wouldn't suggest anyone to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I won't be able to read it, but I will definitely just appreciate this madness from afar. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe for the best. <laughs> Um, so there was one more thing I wanted to just like mention, uh, um, just for fun because I, I'm like very excited about it. Uh, I did a thing that I've been meaning to do for the past like two or three years, uh, which is fake flower arranging. Because we've had like this uh, this glass jar on our coffee table for since my, ever since my roommate moved out, which was like four years ago now. Uh, and when she left, she left, like, some fake – not fake flowers, but, like, fake flower stems in it. So it's just, like, these green rods with, like, fake leaves on them, but there's no flower. Uh, and I've always thought, like, you know what I should do is, like, I should go to a craft store and, like, try a – like, a thing I've always wanted to try, which is, like, making a flower arrangement out of fake flowers. And then if I get a really good one, I can, like, put it in this vase and not have these just weird green stems here. Uh, so I finally did that yesterday, and I tweeted uh, pictures of the flower arrangement I made, and I'm super proud of it. It's, like, probably not that good for someone who actually knows anything about flower arranging, but I don't know anything about flower arranging, and I was very happy with it. I need to go find it. Oh, that's pretty. I like it. I like it, yeah. that's a good. That is a good use of jar and stems. <laughs> yeah. So... I uh, I still have some of the, like, they didn't, not all of the, like, leaf stems fit in the uh, the jar with the actual flowers. So I may have to do this again and use more of the stems as filler for a different bouquet. I really be, just, I just really just want to do thing. this. Yeah, wow, I really just want to really do cool. this. That's really cool. Thank you. Um, I really would love this to be just, like, 
a thing that I do a lot. It's probably too expensive to do on a regular basis. Um, I would say this bouquet is probably like a little under 50 bucks, which is like not like crazy to do once in a while, but it's not something you could do like every week. Probably. But here's the thing. You could like you if you like set them in resin, like if you poured resin down into the jar and then mm-hmm. let it set with the flowers in it, you could sell these bitches on Etsy. <laughs> I probably could, yeah. You no, you definitely could. Once I was looking for incense burners on Etsy and I saw one and it was like this is an organic bespoke incense burner and it was literally just a potato <laughs> that someone had stuck in- incense sticks into. <laughs> Etsy is wild. But did anyone buy it though? Like you can sell lots of things on Etsy. It doesn't mean they're I, actually. Like... I don't. I don't know. I I only know that the listing is no longer there. I mean, probably, probably bought it. Probably means that the potato just rotted. Um, yeah. I mean, they were selling it uh, for like a, a ridiculous. Even cooler. Yeah, I, I they were selling it for like a ridiculous sum. Like this is a one of a kind art piece. Uh, <laughs> that like that sort of framing. That I'm sure they probably just did as a joke. Yeah. Um, but, you know. You can also buy uh, a bones, taxidermied animals, and bugs. I would, I like, that's one thing that I want to do is I want to get, like, a set of, like, mounted beetles in glass. Nice. Put that yeah, on that'd be cool. Those are cool. So. Uh, yeah. The, the nice thing about doing uh, flower arranging with fake flowers also is that like even though it's you know more expensive then it's also permanent right like you mm-hmm. have a bouquet that you can just keep around indefinitely and you don't have to like water it or anything yeah you could have like you could have one for each season that's that's a top tier martha stewart <laughs> yeah i felt like i felt like you know like a pinterest person after doing this i'm like this is like cool crafts i could put a picture of this somewhere and feel good about myself yeah not that much more expensive, right? Than real flowers? Right. Yeah. I I guess I don't know how much a bouquet of I mean, that especially size if you do something like uh, some cool bouquet. Yeah, I guess like the flowers of of the type that are like fake in my bouquet are probably pretty expensive because like getting an entire branch of whatever that is, like apple blossoms or something. So. Uh, um, just, just for, like, my own reference, I just did a quick Google for, like, how much does a wedding bouquet cost? Mm-hmm. Um, this person is saying that her bouquet cost $95. Uh, each of the bridesmaids' bouquets cost $35, and there were six bridesmaids. Uh, so, yeah. Actually, pretty <laughs> Actually, it might be cheaper than real flowers in yeah. some cases. Like they, they're they're itemizing all the costs for like my bouquet, the bridesmaid's bouquet, uh, boutonnieres for the groom and groomsmen, etc. etc. Total that they spent on on flowers for for their wedding is uh, one thousand five hundred seventy five dollars. People have too much money. And then it also yeah. says uh, it's estimated that eight percent of your total budget will likely go to wedding flowers. Hmm. Interesting. I, I have, like, no kind of realistic uh, assessment of what wedding stuff costs because, like, my local hometown community basically uh, hosted our wedding. Like, we did um, we did have to rent a venue, 
but other than that, like, you know, my mom got all of her friends to, like, help make the decorations, and she got, uh, you know, advice on what to do for the food from, like, a catering friend of ours, and a, a family friend brought all of the flowers from her garden. Oh, that's, and... that's, like, super nice. Yeah. I love that. I uh, don't want a wedding. I just want to go to Las Vegas. Because <laughs> I don't really like weddings. I mean, they're fine. I'm not going to be like, oh, I have to go to your wedding, and that sucks. But, like, I don't know. I yeah, I, I mean, was stressed out enough as a bridesmaid for my sister. Yeah, fair that enough. I, that I just, like, I wouldn't want to have to deal. And they always, like, people who write about wedding planning always say, like, the bride shouldn't have to do any of the planning, and her the, the day should be completely stress-free for her, but that's not how life <laughs> that's works. That's not true at all. That's uh, not cool at all, so, yeah. The, uh, the... I, the way my what my mom kept saying to me, which I think is entirely true, because I was sort of in that boat. I'm like, I really don't care about my wedding. Like, I really don't want to have a fancy wedding. Like, weddings are expensive, and I don't like want to create that expense. And what my mom kept saying was, wedding is the wedding is not for you. The wedding is for your friends and family to like have an opportunity to you know wish you well and to celebrate with you. And it's really for them. <laughs> Yeah, it's for them to acknowledge your relationship. Like that is the purpose of the wedding. Yeah, I'm like, all right, fine, but I'm not like doing any of the planning. And she's like, all right, I'll I'll do the planning. You just show up, and uh, like you know, like I'll if, approve things that I ask about. And so basically, the only thing uh, I did was I went dress shopping with a friend of mine. Yeah, I mean, my parents got married a couple of years ago. And they told one of my siblings, <laughs> and none of us knew. For we, I found out by mistake two years later. Oh no! Because I kept harassing them, making jokes that they should get married. <laughs> and then, they, and then they said, "Well, son, jokes on you. <laughs> you got I mean, your wish." The reason, the reason they got married was to write a will. Yeah, that uh, makes yeah. sense. I think that's like the the reason that um, yeah there was someone else that I know who who like for a long time uh, his mother and stepfather were just like living together and then they needed to get on the same health insurance so they got married. It's like well legal thing is easier so pretty much yeah gotta say like you know to each their own. But I kind of like being married. It's kind of nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, there are I some hope perks to, be married. to it. I hope to be married someday, but I'm not like like I mean we don't want kids, so I'm not like on a on a, like my <laughs> clock's not running out here. So I don't know, you know, whatever. Fair enough. Someday for tax purposes. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> anywho, we should probably talk about the game that we played. Yeah, this has been a hell of a tangent episode already, um, but that's fine, because there's a lot to talk about about this game, I think. Yes. Uh, so we've got to get it all out of our system beforehand. Um, I mean, I have no doubt we will we will tangent a lot. Um, we will probably end up talking a lot uh, about um, Long Live the Queen as well, because I have a lot of... I think the comparisons are very interesting. Uh, but... We played Black Closet. Carl, you were the one who introduced this game, right? Oh, yeah. 
Uh, do you remember like who the publisher is and all that? It's Hanako Games. Hanako Games. Um, I always forget their name. And do you, do you have any rough idea of when it came out? I, I could Google this, but I, I don't have it in front of me. I think it's 2015. Uh, yes, it is 2015. Okay, very cool. Woohoo, I remember. Yeah, I <laughs> Good job! Not, I wouldn't have remembered that. Um, yeah, so this is a game, uh, we play Black Closet, which is, you are the president of a ruthless student council at a, uh, very competitive, uh, all-female Catholic boarding school, question mark? Religious boarding school, definitely. Um, I'm not sure if it's meant to be, um... Catholic or Protestant, but uh, uh, yeah, I, I would I would guess that it's Catholic, considering that what was it was it New Year's or Christmas where they like they had a big like J- Jesus pageant and all the seniors uh, dress up as paintings of yeah like religious figures and that uh, boy that's uh, that's some shit that Protestants totally would not get into <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah that kind of borderline uh, idolatry that, that catholicism loves yeah yeah they literally dress up as like famous religious paintings and they have to like sit in the pose of their painting for like the entire ceremony so people can come and admire them it's and this is not a, like a, a playable part of the game this is just like yeah. narrated in a in a cutscene where you don't even see them yeah, it's just text on the screen. It's real. I mean, I, I don't know what the fuck kind of school this is, but I, I'm glad to not be in those like upper echelons of society, I guess, that get up to this kind of yeah. kind of <laughs> shenanigans. Sense. Because, oh boy, that's real weird. <laughs> yeah. So the mechanics of the game, um, like Hanukkah Games' other game that we played, Along uh, with the Queen, there's a sort of a weekly cycle, um, and you're making decisions about what's going to happen uh, in that week. And in this case, the idea is there are a series of cases uh, that are going on in the school, which have a wide range of, you know, like helping students study and disciplining students that are, you know, disobeying school rules and like solving you know like bullying disputes and that kind of thing yeah finding missing school supplies they're they're referred to by the game as mysteries but i think mystery is kind of overstating it they're more like police investigations in the sense of like you have to take everyone's statement and you know like decide what like who to press charges on that kind of thing let me um i'm gonna bring up uh I know there's a guide on uh, a lot of the, that's not, guides, there we go, um, on, like, how to proceed in a lot of, there we go, case strategies. And it's not, it doesn't, it's not all-encompassing, because I know some of the cases were added, like, in a a later update of the game. Oh, interesting. um, So let's see, there are the black sheep in the flock, which is, there are two girls spreading rumors about a girl claiming that she's a witch. And all, all of these cases can end up being either completely benign or uh, completely serious. So this one yeah. can go either that. So, so 
yeah, let's establish first kind of the um, the procedurality of it, because yeah. like I think that's kind of the interesting thing. So mm-hmm. these are all the cases that you solve are procedural, meaning that they're randomly chosen and what's randomly chosen is like the start of a case the scenario for a case that's presented and each one also has like usually two to four different random ways that it can go so you never and and the characters involved in it are randomly generated so you never know exactly just from the opening what like what you should actually do to solve the case um, so yeah, uh, sorry. Continue. Oh yeah, no. So um, the the goth gossip can either be like they're just bullying her, and you persuade her to you know not worry about it, and then it is resolved. Or um, the the gossiping girls can be planning to like actually harm the goth, or the goth can be planning to harm other students um like that you know it happened i think i had all of those permutations occur yeah it's like oh god she's got like a knife yeah i had to like like, do something with that i I had to put the goth in detention and she like was like whatever fuck you i suspended her and she came back and was still like whatever fuck you so i had to expel her (laughs) yeah and, um, the, and sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, I heard she has a creepy chandelier in her room. And some of it's like, oh, yeah, her. yeah, sus- you should suspend her. And some of it's like, oh, yeah, I heard she had, like, a voodoo doll likeness of one of the other students nailed to the wall of her room. Yeah, it's like, there's one well, that's like, maybe more serious. Or she's got, like, a creepy broken mirror. And, yeah. Um, she's got a big knife with a black handle. That's yeah. what I got. Um, let's see, there's one... I think she had ninja throwing stars in one of mine as well. Oh, jeez, I never got that one. That's awesome. Um, let's see. And this doesn't actually have descriptions of, like, what the case outline is here. It just says how to deal with it, so I'm kind of going off memory here. The next one is, uh, a delicate blossom, who... Was that the one you have to, like, help study for some... Not help help study, but, like, help prepare for whatever their performance is? Yeah, so, um, they... They have, like, you know, she's doing a a violin solo or she's competing in, like, a math competition or something like that. So you have to, like, talk to her and see, like, is she confident? If she's too confident, then you find out that she's going to, like, cheat and you'll lose reputation. The school will lose reputation because she got busted for cheating. If she's not confident, sometimes you can just give her a pep talk and she'll be like, okay, cool. And uh, other times, if she's not confident, you'll find out that someone's bullying her and, like, you know, telling her that she's going to fail. So then you have to deal with the bully. Um, Let's see. The next one is a lost lamb, which is someone goes missing at the school. Oh, yeah. Those are that's always urgent where it's like, hey, you really need to quickly you have it. So you have a time limit on each of these. Uh, as you're investigating, and some of them are urgent compared to others, and this is one yeah. of the urgent ones. Um, so she goes missing, and a few things can happen. One, she can just show back up of her on her own. And that never happened to me. That happened to me once. I think it happened to me once. Uh, it, in one variation, she just has run away from the school, and you'll find out where she is by like searching her room and finding her diary. And then in one, another student has kidnapped her and tied her up in the closet <laughs> because, because yeah, they are so in one. love with her. Yeah. I have only seen the runaway. 
I didn't know it was because they were in love with the student. I just found her tied up in the closet, and I they think, were like, I promise I won't do it again. I think, yeah, I think you can find, you find like, a love letter uh, to Thanks. the missing student from the abductor. <laughs> so, um, let's see. The, a plague on both your houses is, like, students are getting sick. So they're either getting sick because of food poisoning, they're getting sick because of, like, a bug that's going around, or they're faking it because they don't want to take tests. Yeah. Um, let's see. A special event, which I think is, it's similar to the Delicate Blossom one, but this one is, like, you've got your star... There's usually two people involved. Yeah, you've got your star of the event and then an understudy, and you find out, like, that the... Um, the star of the event is planning on sabotaging the event. Uh, or sometimes the understudy lies about the star saying that they're going to sabotage the event. So you either have to, you have to like figure out if they actually are or aren't. And, uh, and who needs to be punished. Yeah. There was one time I'm pretty sure where um, maybe the, like you can check in your guide if this is possible, but there was definitely one time where I think I prevented something bad from just happening at the venue because there were there, like wires there were like wires yeah like loose wires and it's like you you like this isn't safe you clean these up yeah i got that one too and i never like found out what the outcome of that would have been if i hadn't found the wires is that one of those that blow up maybe maybe yeah i don't know Can you get wounded oh uh, yeah i don't know that that one didn't happen to me but i i assume maybe that's so. maybe that's the sabotage and you just like find the sabotage ahead of time yeah. Um, let's see. A struggling student. So one student is having trouble in a class. Then you have to search her room you, and find usually, her. Usually they're like the child of a famous yeah, of person. Of some, some, there's someone important. So it's like a scandalous if they like fail. The daughter of a, a prestigious bank, you know, CEO or something like that. So you have yeah. to find out, like you have to find her study notes. And sometimes they will look like they've been like thoroughly used and she's clearly studying and just having trouble with the class in which case then you go to the class and you find out who's really good at that class and then you convince that person to tutor them or uh, other times uh they're they're just not trying at all and like they're not their notes clearly aren't used and sometimes they're taking drugs like Adderall I'm assuming to to try to study that one I only got that one once that she was what? taking drugs Oh wait they take drugs to try to study I guess. I thought they took drugs because they were taking drugs. Yeah, that could have been it too. Um, there's, I know there's one solution where all you have to do is like harass them a little bit and they'll be like, fine, I'll study. And then yeah. there's one where you like try and harass them, but they're kind of into it and it's weird. And you're like, fuck, what do I do? Yeah, and then you find out like, like I, I don't even want to be at this school and I'm just here because like my parents are rich and they're pawning me off in the school. And it's, yeah, I... I think that one happened to me once, and I never really figured out what a good solution was to that. Yeah, that one has a lot much longer path to solve than the others. Yeah. Because um, often there's, like, a bunch of different steps. So, um, I don't know, do we, do we want to complete all of the uh, the potential cases before we explain, like, the system for, for investigating? Uh, that's a uh, – I, I guess we're already, we're already in on it, so we might as well just... – <laughs> I mean, there are a lot. I can, I can do, I can do a brief. Yeah, I was gonna say do highlights, maybe. Yeah. Um, a vandal on the loose. Someone's vandalizing the school. Sometimes it was just like an accident. 
sometimes it was intentional. Sometimes it's just a one-off, and it's just like, uh, it didn't happen again, so you're in the clear. Uh, oh, this was my favorite one. But is it art? Uh, the star student of the <laughs> art class is unveiling a new painting, and you have to figure out if the painting is going to be appropriate or not. Uh, and... and some of the variations I got on like what is inappropriate. Oh yeah, it's ran it's randomly generated like yeah. what in the painting. So I had one that was like it's like a, a a violent, gory torture scene, not appropriate. I had I had one that was literally just a Confederate flag, not appropriate. <laughs> I think that one. I think that was like the first I one I got. Twice I got, like, it's a picture of, like, a naked person sitting on a pole or something like the, that. The male pole dancers one? I got I got that one a couple times. I can't remember any of the other ones, but uh, the Confederate flag one, I saw that and was like, and that was the first time this case popped up for me. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. So you, you have to, like, you know, either persuade her to paint something else. And sometimes she'll be like, "Yeah, I need to, I need to better consider my audience." I think is what she says. And sometimes she won't, and so you like have to put her in detention, or suspend like, or expel her. Is there one that's like a painting of someone embracing a squid or something like that? Yeah. That's a oh, reference yeah, that one, to that one too. Uh, it's the... a reference to the 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 like scandalous uh, note that you can get in um, "Long Live the Queen," probably. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot about I forgot about that one. Um, oh, this one sucks. Cell phone madness, where people are uh, circulating some some inappropriate material via their phones, and this one sucks because there are always like four people that you have to track down initially, and you have to figure out like who has the picture, who's already deleted it, who has it been sent to and you have to like clear every instance of this image and sometimes yeah. sometimes it's a photo of another student and then uh, you have to get them in on it yeah. like and, and maybe sometimes calm them down and... yeah and sometimes it's like a bullying incident and other times it's like like you know nude photos of a student and she's like what it's artistic expression yeah <laughs> and you have to be like and then you have to punish her because you're like listen you can't like just send your nude modeling photos out around the student body yeah and if you take too long it spreads yeah and more is, and more people see it which is why it sucks yeah but the good thing is you can just harass people <laughs> yeah without consequences mm -hmm. yeah um let's see the next one is high rollers which is uh possibly there's a gambling, gambling ring somewhere in the school. Yeah, there's a gambling ring. There's another similar one that's like secret club somewhere in the school. Yeah. That um, can be innocent or can be like a cult. Uh-huh. And sometimes the, the gambling ring is actually, oh, we were just playing a board game. Yeah. Uh, and that one sucked because there's always like, you have to figure out who's in on it. And then you have to figure out who's in charge and deal with them mm -hmm. first. Um, and another one that sucks is the uh this one's called just say no where someone has drugs and they're giving it Some to other students drugs, yeah. and so you have to figure out like who is on drugs who are they getting it from and uh how to punish the offender because sometimes they are not cowed by detention yeah and this one also like will like every if, if you let it go on too long every few days you'll get a reputation hit of like five points or something yeah. Um, so that one is bad. Um, missing items, 
uh, yes, someone... stolen school supplies. Yeah, there's so two there's... missing items. There's yeah, so stolen there's... school supplies and stolen, like, students' uh, objects, or yeah. whatever they are. So, um, yeah, sometimes it's like, it was actually, sometimes it was misplaced, sometimes it was actually stolen, and sometimes the girl who lost the object was actually framing someone, like, in, yeah. try, trying to say, like, oh, they stole it to have them punished. Um, and the missing school supplies one is similar. Uh, sometimes... <laughs> They're stealing the items because they don't want to like do a test. Uh, one one time, it was just like, oh, we looked at accounting and it turns out that they they, didn't <laughs> they never actually, actually ordered order them. It. Yeah. yeah, and and sometimes it's it was misplaced and it's in a different classroom. Um, I got one that was uh, one of the students was stealing them to sell. Really? Yeah. I don't think I. I like, only... oh, oh, maybe that was the library book actually. Like, we discovered that, like, a student is stel- selling stolen library books. Oh, yeah. I, I, think this, I think that one's not on this list. I got that one a couple of times, too, and one of them was, like, uh, a, a student stole the book from the library because she thought it was, like, offensive. And she's like, if I, if I like, nobody should be allowed to read this book, so I'm going to get, I'm going to destroy it. And I think I, I think I convinced her to give it back. But, yeah, a lot of, a lot of shit goes missing in this school. Um <laughs> One of them is called No Handbills, No Flyers, which is where I think someone, that's my, one of my favorites. Someone, yeah, someone starts putting up posters, unauthorized posters, and it, it says in this guide that sometimes it can be posters advertising a concert, but that I never saw. That, that happened variant. to me twice. Okay. That happened to me a lot of times. Yeah, the other I, one is the debate club version, right? Uh, I don't know. The only the only times I ever got this this uh, mission was. When it was, they were posting humiliating pictures of another student. Oh, okay. Like, so, and that happened the, to me like three or four times. There's two variations. There's one where there's like just a girl who's really excited about a concert, and so she's just posting flyers advertising it, and so you can just say like, okay, can you can you not? And she's like, yeah, it's fine. People already know about the concert now, so she just stops. But my favorite version is. Uh, it's two people from the debate club who are just posting like angry responses to each other's debate points oh, that's as posters. Yeah. And you just taught, you have to find the like captain of the debate club. And she's like, Oh geez. Sounds like some of the girls got out of hand. I'll talk to them. Oh, that's great. Yeah. No, the only, and it's a randomly chosen debate t- uh, subject too. <gasps> oh, that's so good. That's... There was one about like, um, I got one that was about like, uh, um, like genetically engineered vegetables and whether they are like good for school. And I got like one or two others. <laughs> that one I like a lot. Nice. Yeah. The only variation of this case I ever saw was they're posting like humiliating pictures of another student. And, and then you have to like either persuade the student to just not worry about it, which, which whenever that comes up as an option, I'm like, this is really a callous way of going about it, but it's also the most efficient way to <laughs> yeah. deal with the case, whatever that happens. Um, let's see, the next one is prancing and pawing, which is where uh, a student can't sleep because she hears noises in her room. And uh, sometimes it's like her roommate has a kitten that they yeah. are keeping. She's trying to hide. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's like a, a a lab animal from the science classrooms has gotten loose and you find it. And Interesting. I never got that one. I think I got that one a couple times. And then I think in other instances, like it's just the roommate pranking 
Yeah, like someone is like student, playing yeah. a boombox outside of their room at night, and if you don't find that one in time, then they get into a fight, and uh, oh. then that's like loses the school reputation. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that one. I got one where the the roommate would just be awake at night, and she would just be scratching on the wall to like <laughs> freak out her roommate. <laughs> um, the secret society. That's that's the other one where they're like students are being hazed by their upperclassmen and sometimes i only got that one a couple times and it was uh bad so i don't yeah. know what i don't know what the 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 more benign variant is um is that, is that the like it's a like a secret club i think so yeah we're yeah. like yeah. uh you know they're they're making they're carrying books around for me or something like that so that's I think the 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 carrying books around is for the the hazing variation only, but I'm pretty sure there's a there's a version. So it's like a secret club, and you can follow them to their like secret club headquarters, like hideout. You can like stalk them to see where they're going, uh, and sometimes it's just an innocent poetry club that they just wanted to be secret. Um, and sometimes it's uh, like I think once it was a cult. I'm pretty sure once Whoa. they had like candles and stuff oh uh, no i think i did get that one too and i and i and i failed it so it yeah. was bad <laughs> um the next one is a shock to the system where you find out that some students are planning some big shocking, shocking surprise and sometimes it's like a protest which um which ends up being a reputation hit they'll do like we're doing a kiss in at the in the cafeteria and Another time it was like, we're doing a, a PSA about why drinking and driving is bad, and that's good, but yeah. any other form of protest is bad. Uh, that yeah. one I didn't like. Sometimes they're protesting against the student council. Interesting. I don't think I ever saw that, but yeah. Um, let's see. Suspicious similarity, where... Uh, oh, that's where the, the test, test scores, scores are the same. Are, yeah. And and sometimes sometimes it's just a coincidence. It was just a coincidence once for me. Uh, but sometimes other times... it's a coincidence. Sometimes it's the teacher being a lazy fuck. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And, and sometimes they're they're passing around the test answers. Um, the teacher one is so silly because the clue that you can get is you find like a crumpled up paper in the office where the teacher has written like all work and no play is you know, oh, like no good. <laughs> Um, let's see. And you find a lot of empty coffee cups as oh. well. And you're like, okay, so he's overworked. So he just gave everyone an 85 and fucked up for the day. Nice. Good job. And then the last one listed, which I know there are others, but the last one listed is um, Trouble in Paradise, where two best friends are suddenly fighting. And so you can question them and their roommates. And sometimes... Like one one friend has you know be, started to become close with another student, and the first girl is jealous, uh, which once resulted in uh, the the new friend getting pushed down the stairs because of jealousy. Yep. In some instances, uh, one one of the friends like professes to have romantic feelings for the other friend, and that makes them both like sort of embarrassed and awkward around each other and you have to sort of resolve that um and this mission can fuck off yeah <laughs> first of all being of... angry at someone is not something to go uh, after worthy yeah. of the student council, a student yeah. council thing. for That's... the second 
like I, uh, I feel like I did everything right, and they still pushed her down the stairs. Yeah. 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 That one. That one's. There are a few of them where you're like, ah, oh, come on, what was I supposed to do? I was just following like good procedure, and I just ran out of time. Yeah. There's also there's one that I came across a couple times called uh, I think it was called the Phantom of the Opera where there's like spooky noises coming from the oh. theater, and sometimes they're doing like a séance, uh, and there are actually students who are like raising ghosts, and you have to convince them like, look, let the ghosts chill. Um, <laughs> Is it really sometimes ghosts? Yeah, or like they're 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 doing actual séances, and it's like you have to convince the girls to just cut it out. Um, and then one, once it was just an open window, and that's all. Like, you found a window that was open. And I wind... had two other ones. Oh, really? I think yeah, I, I, one... mean, I probably had others, but those are the ones. An MP3 player? Yeah once, oh. it, yeah, once it was a girl with an MP3 player who was, like, pranking um, the school. Oh. And once it was two girls sneaking in to make out. <laughs> Interesting. And they're like, oops, sorry, we'll do it somewhere else. And then I, I know there's one where, like, you're, you smell smoke. That like there's a, a smell of smoke from somewhere in the building, and that one I only had like once or twice, and once or maybe both times I don't remember the other outcome, but I know one outcome was like oh there was just some faulty wiring, and we had someone come in and fix the wiring. I feel like I got that once, and it was a different outcome than that, but yeah. I don't remember what it what it ended up being. I mean, I'm sure there's one where it's like someone was oh it was in the bathroom, someone smoking in the bathroom like literally right. smoking in the girls' room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Are there any other cases that that you can remember? There are so many cases. Yeah. And it's it's weird that there are so many cases, and yet so quickly they start to feel repetitive. Yeah. Oh, there, there's one that I just remembered where the girl where there are students who have started a fight club. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, I know there's one where like students come in with bruises, and it can be a bunch of different things. I never yeah. got the it was a secret fight club. Yeah, one of them is like a fight club, and one of them is um, like we we just hang out and we injure ourselves just to feel alive or whatever. Yeah, um, there's one there's one where it's like two friends who like got in an argument and were fighting. Um, there's also one where they were just like doing something sporty, like on a sports team where they went hiking or something and they just got some bruises. Yeah. I think I, I think I got that one as well. Um, there's also like some bullying, I think. Where one probably... person is clearly going to do it again. Mm. Yeah. The, I'm not sure how randomized the like outcomes are in terms of like, who has to be punished for each of these or whether it's like the same for every like variation. Yeah. That I'm not um, sure of. But anyway, so the, the procedure on these is uh, you have underlings, you have minions as they're called, but members of your student council and you can send them to do various tasks uh, based on what the case is. So that can include things like searching rooms in the school or talking to uh, um, students or like trying to secretly follow students. Uh, if things escalate, you can give people detention and eventually like even suspend or expel them. Um, and there are basically four relevant stats that everyone has. There's hospitality, which is like friendliness. Uh, there's um, intimidation. There's stealth, and then there's observation. And usually any given task is one or two of these stats. Mm -hmm. 
And so it's like, all right, you know, you've heard that, uh, you know, like everybody got the same test score. So you can search the classroom where they took the test or you can search the girls' rooms individually or you can question each of them or you can harass them, which is like questioning but harder. And there's there's generally like different consequences. Like question is very, is available very often and that means that if you do well – so the way it works is like your stats get measured against their stats uh, plus a random die roll. So there's and there's like some wiggle room in the middle where if it's close, you know, it's it could be it could succeed or it could fail. And it's like uncertain. Um, and so if you get a successful questioning, they will tell you what they want to tell you. Right. They won't if they're hiding something, they won't tell you from just questioning. Uh, they will sometimes tell you stuff if you harass them. But if you harass a person who's innocent, you your st the student council uses loses reputation. And you have basically two stats you have to try and uh, two resources you have to try and protect. There's the school's reputation and then there's the student council's reputation, which is like student council karma. Um, and I think that karma actually comes into play when you're. Uh, investigating the tunnels. I yeah. think that's actually how the gossip mechanic works. Yeah, which is weird because when I when I did that, I I feel like I had pretty high karma, uh, and yet nobody and yet would tell me jack so shit. Fucking long. Is that karma? I thought it was like depending on how you punish. People. Well, it's it's based on the the results of the cases. I'm not sure if it's directly one to one with like how much karma you get. But it seems like when you help things work out positively, you get karma, and people who had things work out positively for them, um, like, tend to be the ones who want to help you. So I assume it's related. Um, but yeah, so periodically throughout the year, uh, in addition to all these randomly generated um, quests, I guess, uh, you are assigned several large cases by Miss Talmadge, who's... Um, an administrator what is even her role she's just like a disciplinarian i'm not is she like that she's not the headmistress i don't think she's not um she's like in charge of like the school's reputation or something um but she I mean, she I wants think she to talk about the near the end she does but a i can't little remember bit, but yeah like the the whole the thing she says is like um you know she needs to like keep all the girls in line but if all the like if nothing ever goes wrong then it doesn't look like she's working even though it means she's doing a great job so she had to make it appear like things were going wrong and she was uh like solving them or she's helping the final them get boss. yeah she's the final boss she's real sketchy um there's an item on the checklist where apparently there is some combination of actions where you can seduce her yeah i saw that i but never i didn't really I tried that. it didn't work I have no idea how you would go about doing that. I'm it's, tempted to look that up. It's time you need to, to not to be into a relationship with anyone. Yeah, it, it's tied to Mallory's like hangouts or. That's that's what I that's what I was. Like I, I think you can do but... it with, with multiple people, okay. but Mallory is one of them that's easiest to not get into a relationship with. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, you have the ability to hang out with your uh, club members. And either like uh, to increase their loyalty, um, so that can either be in a friendship context or you can romance uh, uh, some of them. I did, um, I did fail to romance ever anybody the first time, kind of on purpose. The second time, not really on purpose. Um, 
the first time because the person I wanted to romance ended up being the traitor, uh, and I kicked out the traitor, which I realized later you can actually just, like, if you just reform the traitor and then date them, then if you forgive the traitor and then date them, they reform and they stop being a traitor. But, yeah. yeah. So when you when you start the, the game, one of your um, folks is a mole, one of the council members, and so the first major quest you get from Miss Talmadge is you have to figure out who the traitor is. And it's I only played through twice, and both times it was immediately obvious, because if the traitor can, is in a position where they can discreetly fail uh, a check, they will. So, like, by the second or third week, there was one person who had a lot of, like, fail and uncertains. And I'm like, well, okay, it's clearly this person. Yeah. Also, yeah. I had one time where it's, like, what's close between two people. Interesting. But then you just talked to both of them. There, there's also um, a great thing that I, like, I noticed it and then was confirmed later when I was sort of poking around on Steam. Uh, so one of the things that you can send assign your minions to do is to go to the closet, to the supply closet, and get, you know, items that will boost a stat or give you some, some edge. A sedative that where you can drug your <laughs> yeah. uh, person um, to make that... your, their stats lower? Yeah, it'll, it'll give you some kind of edge in the encounters. But one thing that they can bring back is lemons, which uh, destroy all of your stats for that, you know, when you when you apply That's it to minus an action. Minus five to everything. Uh huh. Uh, if you collect enough lemons, as as you, you as you mentioned lemons. to us, Kyla, that you can uh, set up a lemonade stand and increase student council karma. But uh, the traitor is more likely to bring lemons back from the closet. Yeah. Than, than anyone else. So if you suspect someone, you can just send them to the closet a bunch. Yeah. Which, which is a actually a pretty reliable way of doing it, in my yeah, experience. And, and then you can make lemonade. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I, w I thought found that so funny the first time it happened because I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Uh, like I didn't realize the lemon mechanic that like the trader brings back lemons. So I was like, okay, I suspect this person's the trader. So I'm just going to send them to the supply closet a bunch where they can't fail and get us in trouble. Uh, and they kept bringing me lemons, and I'm like, what am I going to do with all these goddamn lemons? Yeah. And then the third lemon was like, you have unlocked lemonade stand. And I'm like, all right. Cool. Yeah. So I played it five times, and the Whoa. first four times I have the same person as Trader. Wow. So I started, like, isn't this random? It should be random, because there's a Trader. It would make sense if yeah. it wasn't random. It is random. It is random, and I... Um... I think I had, I, I played it, Although like, three it's, times. It's, I should say, it's random the first time. After that, you have the option of setting it to someone if you want. Yeah. Also, the first time, uh, one of your minions is a girl called Rowan, who basically never speaks. Uh, and the first time, I did read this, the first time she will not be the traitor, because that would be too hard. Uh, but any other subsequent <laughs> playthrough, it can be her, or you can select who it is. I think I played it uh, three times. One time, I just, like, quit and started over. <laughs> Uh, another time, I, I the first time I just failed. Like my, I think I had the 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 mission where there were students doing drugs, and the other one where they were sending out images on their phones, which so are two really time intensive. Yeah, ones. two really time intensive quests or missions that can snowball terribly. Uh, I had both of those active at the same time after kicking my trader or yeah, kicking the trader out. So I was short a minion. Uh, and it just it just went real bad, and I uh, school reputation dropped to zero, and I got expelled. Um, so and... did you not pick up from an earlier save, or did you just start over? 
I just started over. Um, okay. I think because I, I definitely died a bunch of times, but I also saved in like a bunch of different save slots so I could go back. Yeah, I think that was my first my first go through, and I wasn't like I wasn't thinking I wasn't playing it smart really. Um, so then on subsequent playthroughs, like I definitely abused the save feature. Um, and then and then the, the the final time that I actually won. No, actually, no. There was one time where I reformed the traitor, and something, I don't know, something got snarled up so that I just started over again. And then the one time that I actually did succeed, I, like, romanced and reformed my traitor and won the game. Nice. So. I, I won the game the first time kicking out the traitor and the second time reforming the traitor. Although oh, I man. did find out, uh, in the process of the second playthrough, I did find out what happens if you know who the traitor is and don't kick them out. Um, oh, but you yeah. also fail to reform them. <laughs> yeah. And that's... Boom. Yeah. yeah. They set that... a bomb at the student... Uh, yeah. Uh, or it's, it's start a fire. In yeah, it's a fire. At, the, at the, the carnival. Yeah, I had that one happen because I, I didn't uh, understand the, the mechanics for reforming. Yeah. So I knew who the Same. traitor was, and I picked them for my queen, and then they still fucked me over. Yeah. I still don't know the mechanics for reforming. You have to do all of the, like, on the weekends when you get to go hang out with your minions, you just have to exhaust all of the options and get them to max loyalty. Well, so, but, but that's not I always that. all. That's yeah. not all. Oh, so, really? yeah, then they will come to you to confess. Oh, okay, yeah. But in, in at least one case, you can fuck up the confession dialogue, and then oh. they just don't confess. Um, and even if they confess, that doesn't always guarantee a reform so uh, th my traitor that i had to reform was thais and if even if you get her to confess um if she if you spare her she'll do the thing anyway because like the reason she's doing it is she wants to like get revenge on her sister basically and so she still wants to get revenge on her sister you have to as far as i could tell you have to also be romancing her uh or like doing more or less those steps because you have to like pick her as the queen and then, like, she'll be like, you know, I, I'm still going through that because, like, no one would ever pick me over my sister. And you're like, but I just did pick you over your sister. Yeah. She's like, oh, I, I guess that's true. And then she's fine. So I had that with Althea. Yeah. And I romanced her. But she still burned down the school. Interesting. Maybe. And I don't know why. Maybe you messed up a dialogue choice somewhere? I, maybe, because I was clicking through it because I've already done it once. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, that was rough, and so I, like, I reloaded the save and <laughs> tried to figure out what the thing was, and I was annoyed because that basically locked me into trying to romance Thais, and she was not the one that I wanted to romance that time. So, yeah. you can always pick two people. You, well, apparently not if you want to reform her. <laughs> oh. Um, like... Because um, I assume oh, no, whoever you want to actually romance, you have to pick as your queen for the um, for the ball. Is that not correct? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, and I think for Thais, I, I you have to. I think I ended with not romancing Thais when, even though I reformed her, but I did pick her as queen. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know there are a lot of like uh, scenes that you get with whoever you choose as your queen which can end up being either you romance them or you don't, depending on, you know, what you choose during those. Yeah, scenes. I didn't even, I didn't even fully romance her. I just got to like friendship level by the end. 
So yeah, I, I, the first time I successfully reformed was when I, uh, was when my trainer was Mallory, who you basically can't romance because she's the only straight girl in the school, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Her, hers was kind of sad though, because she's like, I've got a boyfriend. No, she has no romance option. Interesting. Yeah. Like the closest you get is basically confusing her about yeah. her own sexuality, which oh, I, that's kind of sad. That's I like... felt I, I felt a little gross about it, honestly, because like she she establishes that she's straight and she has a boyfriend back home. Um and then she goes home over break and finds out that her boyfriend has basically been cheating on her. Uh and then and then after that you just move in on her and like try to romance her and it feels gross, and then eventually she comes to you and is like, look, I like you, I want to be friends with you, but I'm straight. And you, like, basically have to just say, yeah, that's fine, we can just be cuddle buddies, I think is, like, how it's <laughs> phrased. But I don't know, it felt a little, uh, to yeah, me. That's, yeah. Especially because she's, uh, like, I think the youngest one, she's, like, 15 years old. Yeah, she's, she's a freshman. freshman. You're a senior. And you're a senior. Isis as well. Yeah, oh yeah, Thais, like, Thais... And Mallory, our freshman, I think. Is Vaughn, Vaughn is, is a senior, or is she a? Junior? No, Vaughn's not a senior because she she sometimes stays back for the campaigning That's week. That's right. Yeah. Um. um let's see. Uh. I think and Rowan, Rowan is not a senior either because yeah. so, they they talk about how she gets she gets uh uh she gets put on the student council the following year even though she didn't run. Right. So the only seniors are you and Altea. Mm-hmm. So. Which is why she's always, like, such a bitch at the end. Yeah. Uh, God, fuck her. Fucking uh, Althea. Honestly, most of these characters I didn't really care for, like, not necessarily... I liked Mallory a lot. I thought I, Mallory was great. Yeah, she's, like, very... Is she's Althea the, like, a awesome. bitch? Well, she, like, she fucking leaves. She's, like, at the end of the, like, in the latter, like you know, in the, like, latter third of the game, she's like, listen, I already got into my top college, I don't really need this shit anymore, and it's boring, so, uh, I'm just gonna not what? show up sometimes. Yeah, sometimes she'll, sometimes she'll just straight up leave. Sometimes That she'll... never happened to me. Oh, that's really? tough. Oh, oh I wait, like I know that. why. Because she was the traitor for uh, the times, uh, and the other time I kicked her out, because that was... <laughs> yeah. Because Thais was my traitor, and she wanted me to kick out the <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, she'll she'll just be like, yeah, look, I'm not going to show up all the time, so she still is, like, on your panel, but if you send her out one day, then the next day she'll be out due to stress. So, yeah, she has, like, instant full stress bar. And I actually don't know if it's necessarily, I think sometimes she does show up two days in a row. It's okay. just, like, it's, it's pretty random, I think. It's just, like, she'll either be there or she won't. And then and it's, it's annoying. And then one time... Uh, I, I don't remember what dialogue options I choose, chose, but she was like, oh, yeah. Oh, it was, uh, I said, like, what about all the training that I gave you? Because mm -hmm. one thing you can do is, like, you, you gain training points when you successfully solve cases, and you can dump those into uh, stats your menu people, stats. Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, about that. And she just dumps all of her points into the training room. Yeah. So you can train her back up because she was still there after that, but she basically just it's... made herself useless. Yep. But it I lets you it lets you spend leaves, those points on yeah. someone else, basically. If someone leaves, I think they transfer the points to someone else. Oh, if you like kick out I, the thing is I never ended up spending points on a trader because I always knew who they were early yeah. enough. Yeah. 
I've always been a point to my trader. <laughs> Interesting. Because I know I was going to talk to my trader, and then yeah. they get less stressed out for doing stuff. So, I guess just a quick uh, rundown of the characters. There's uh, yeah, sure. your, your second in command is a girl named Vaughn, who is like your childhood friend. And... Who I wanted to romance the first time, but she She's was my crazy. trader. She was my trader, too. I've, I've heard that her path is really crazy, but like if you enter into a romance with another student and she's still there, then she gets really bitchy about it because apparently she's had a crush on you forever. Like you've been childhood friends and she's known you for the whole time. And like when I was romancing Mallory because Mallory was my trainer, she's like, look, I don't want to have to do this, but you're a senior. You're going to be turning 18 soon, which means that you will be in a relationship with a minor. So, um, <laughs> So that's yeah, what she, she got in my face over my relationship with Tyus as well. Yeah. Um, Vaughn will be a thorn in your side. Mallory is a freshman, and she's, like, naive, and she's not from, like, society like most of the other students are. Um, yeah, she's she's the hospitality manager, so, like, it's her job to, like, be, like, kind and bubbly and welcoming to everyone. Mm -hmm. And she's very good at it. Yeah. Um... I, God, I just really didn't like how her whole storyline played out. Um, and then there is uh, Thais and Altea, who are sisters. Thais is a freshman, and she's really, like, prissy and also jealous of her sister because her sister is super popular. Her sister her sister is basically the Utena of the school. She's, like, the cool yeah. tomboy girl that all of the girls have a crush on. Yeah. Um, and Altea is a senior, and she's pretty... And uh, Thais is the Nanami of the group. But... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's super accurate. Um, and Altea's like very sporty and like the cool girl. And she has good stats. Like the stats are not really very evenly distributed among the um, girls. They all have equal amounts of stats. Yeah, but some of them like are way more specialized and I So like Rowan is better than anyone else? Yes. And then there's Rowan. Yeah, Rowan's who, Rowan's clearly the best. Yeah, who like she doesn't speak ever uh and i never really went down any paths to sort of get that character development but she's got really high observation and stealth uh which is great <laughs> she's super useful yeah she basically if you need anyone to do anything secretly ever it's rowan mm -hmm. she's like your spy which is and great. a lot of cases you need one yeah and rowan is and you need someone one you have very high stat and hers start at 40 which, like, average stats are, you know, like, in the 15 to 25 for starting stats for most characters. And you then there's some characters. You total. Yeah. And there's four stats. So, you know, like, 25 on average. But some of them, like, Rowan starts with 40, 40, 10, and 10. So she's, like, min-maxed to begin with. And yeah. min-maxing, I think, is the superior strategy in this game. Yeah. It's like Altea's got 40 hospitality and 30 intimidation. Thais has 40 intimidation and 30 observation. So, I'm just looking at the list right now. So Thais became like superhuman once I put a few points of into hospitality. Yeah. Yeah. She would do anything. I could see that. Because she she starts with such high intimidation. Yeah. Which is a really useful stat when you have to send someone to detention. Because like when you send someone to detention, you basically have to break their spirit. Yeah. Uh, like, you have to have a high enough intimidation stat to get them to stop doing whatever they're doing, which basically means, yeah, destroying them in detention. 
<laughs> and and Thais is good at that. Yes. And you can get see we mentioned before you can get items from the closet that like boost your stat for one use. And like the the intimidation items are always great because there's like a riding crop. I think there's high heels. There's a baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah. The other ones, it's like, oh, you have a a, a pretty necklace that'll make give you more hospitality or. You found a, a magazine about celebrities that'll give you more hospitality. Or yeah. one, one of them you I think the is sli- slippers. Yeah, You're fuzzy, more stealthy. Fuzzy slippers. Or the best sunglasses. stealth one is the the best stealth one is the animal decoy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a kitten. You can like deploy that. the kitten to distract people. I didn't get that one very many times, but boy, is it good. Mm-hmm. That's that's a high. And like the the items will either give you a five point ten. 10 point or 15 point boost um, to a stat. Or they're a lemon or they're um, a, uh, yeah, the the thing that, that like the, whatever it's called. Yeah. The thing that puts people to sleep. Yeah. It gives them like a minus 10 to whatever, whatever their stat is that you're getting tested against, I think. Yeah. But um, only only for characters. You can't use it if you're like searching a building yeah. or something like that. Yeah, Set gonna, it, that's the word I was looking for. I'm gonna sedate why that... the building. Yeah. Um. So as we as we mentioned, and I feel like I started to say this and then totally abandoned it. Um, there are some set actions that happen over the course of the game that are immutable, that are not random. So the first one is there is a traitor and you have to find the traitor before the school harvest festival or else the traitor sabotages the harvest festival and there's a fire and uh, you, do you die or do you just have to leave? I think it says game over. Yeah, I think it's just it's, like, it's a, it's a game over, but like some game overs are more intense than others. <laughs> some game overs are we just talking about long live the queen now? Yeah. Well, you can die in this game. Uh, judging by the the checklist, you can eat poisoned chocolates in a throwback to to Long Live oh, the Queen. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot how that comes about. Uh, the red if you betray the Red Mask Society. Ah, right, um, so okay. one of the one of the other fixed storyline points is there's like a secret society of women who like help each other in clandestine ways, and they're they're kind of sketchy. Um, and you can either join them or uh like try and turn them in. Um, and if you try and turn them in, I think, but don't do it successfully, uh, or maybe it's like, yeah, I don't know what gets you this ending, but they can apparently poison you with chocolates so, if you do, if you do it badly enough. I got this ending the first time. The poison um, chocolates? Yeah. <laughs> How oh, does wait. it work? Was it that? I don't know. Because um, I got into, I started talking to them, and I was like, sure, what do I need to do? And I was like, yeah make sure this girl leaves the school and I was like fuck that mm-hmm. so yeah. I didn't do the quest and I don't think I got poisoned but my queen got poisoned oh interesting yeah the the shit that the black or the red mask black mask the red mask society makes you do is like really sketchy it's like you have to turn this girl's friends against her so she leaves the school voluntarily um mm-hmm. What else? Yeah, I, if you I, don't do it, your queen dies. Or the, second one was, the second one was, like, you have to put this girl in detention until she breaks. Yeah. Like, but you have to find an excuse to put her in detention, because she hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah. So you have to, like, harass her until she pushes you, and then you can put her in detention. Yeah, it's it's all very sketchy, so I never actually joined them. I successfully betrayed I, them once. 
I did, yeah, I was going to say, I did join them the second time. The first time I successfully betrayed them, and then you, like, uh, get a reporter to, like, report on them, and you, like, end up sabotaging a mayoral candidate's race because she was secretly Red Mask. Yeah. Um, I don't think you get anything from... So what you get from helping, from helping the Red Masks is uh, every time you go to the closet, you get a oh, choice of two items, two, and you yeah. can pick the better one. Um, which can be useful, but like that's items really are helpful. Not, yeah, items are not like the be all end all. You must have items to do a thing, but they are quite useful. Like mm. it's nice to have items, and being able to pick the ones that you don't already have. Because once you have an item in your inventory, the only way to get rid of it is by using it. Which is why lemons are so bad, is because they take up a space in your inventory. Which is also um, why it's bad to not have any quests. Yeah, if you want to get rid of items. Your items. So you what you want to do ideally is like get get a good selection of items so you can pick the one you need at the time. But if you you know if you don't have your choice of two, then you end up like you know with you know like three different intimidation items or something, and you you know you don't need all of them. Um, so let's see. <clears throat> so the fixed ones are finding the trader, going to the harvest festival. There's a few like. Um, uh, like holidays that are just um, text descriptions, like the one we mentioned where uh, you have to like pose as paintings. Uh, there's one that's like Ash Wednesday and Palm Sunday, I think, get one. Thanksgiving gets one. Um, then what are, what are the other like major events? There's, I know there's so, finals week. Yeah, there's finals week. And then I think there's like midterms week is similar. Um, oh, yeah. Midterms week, you get an opportunity to um, like midterms week just stresses everybody out. But you yeah, also have an opportunity to test for, uh, test for who the trader is, where it will basically give you an option of two, where it's like if you if you pretend like if you say there's a trader among us, haha, just kidding. Um, you can see who flinches and it will give you a choice of two people, one of whom is the trader. And you can save scum that. Yeah, because <laughs> each time it'll be like the the non-trader will be random so whoever flinches every time you do that uh and then you reload the is the trader yeah um and then yeah so that's that the stresses that stresses them out even more if you do that oh that, that gives versus... them extra stress if if you also, like say there's a trader yeah like if you're not prepared for midterms then you suddenly might have all your minions get stressed out at once yeah which can be bad yeah. Um, then there's so after midterms, I think is the tunnels. Um, so the the teacher, Miss mm, no, Talmadge. After, after midterms and after the harvest festival, it's like internet. If you, yeah, if you've successfully rooted oh, out yeah. or reformed your uh, trader, then you have to figure out who who I, they yeah. were working for. I don't know if I ever actually got to the bottom of that. Like, it's, I, I think I accidentally, I assume you have to not report, report it to Miss Talmadge somehow. Um, because every time I, I found the information, they're like, ah, this is good information. We should report this to Miss Talmadge. And then the quest goes away and you never hear about it again. Yeah, I think, I think uh, what? what happened when I did that it. That never it was, happened to me. When I did it, what happened was it was like uh, someone from a rival school and so it became like, oh, well, this other school is trying to sabotage our school. So then it just gets handed off to administration. And the yeah, implication I'm is just... like they deal with it. 
But yeah, it, then it, it really then never can, comes up. You can bring it up again at the end in the fight with Miss Talmadge, which made me think that there was more to it than that. Maybe. Um, like you can say, oh, you know, you're jealous because such and such, and she's, or like, is this about this person? And she's like, you know, oh, that person was just a pawn. And I like, I'm like, I don't know who that person is. Like what? <laughs> um, yeah. So that's a thing. Um, that you can investigate. Then you, the tunnels is like another like big one because that one takes fucking forever to do. And I think um, that so there's can like, kill people. Like if you don't oh, do yes. it right, the tunnel will collapse and uh, students will die. Yeah, yeah you game over. The, you find a bomb in the tunnels, so I assume there is a scenario in which that bomb can go off. Yeah, uh, to me, I was super annoyed because I've been playing for hours. <laughs> yeah, had you not saved? Um. I don't think I've saved. Uh, like I always forgot to save, but I, also I was in a like long live the queen mode, where I was just <laughs> like, yeah, let's start over. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so that one is you have to get down into. There's mysterious noises coming from these steam tunnels under the school, so you have to. And she's like, I can't officially tell a student to go there because it's dangerous, but somebody needs to find out, you know, like what the noise is. So the first thing you have to do is you have to listen to gossip in the common room to find out where the entrance to the tunnel is. And there's so many gossip, at, like, things you can get. And there's, like, six different places they can tell you to go. And I'm pretty sure I ran into a scenario where all of them were duds. Like, I got uh, – eventually, like, halfway through, you can talk to Miss Talmadge again. And if you haven't found an entrance to the steam tunnels by then, she just, like – casually leaves one of the locked doors unlocked for you huh i i didn't realize there were I, there were that many like i, I only found two locations yeah i only really? ever found two because my my freaking gossipers wouldn't wouldn't give me any more info until finally one of them gave me the correct like the location with an unlocked door yeah, I, so there's there's some that don't have any entrances, and there's some that have entrances, but they're locked. Yeah. Um, I know there's at least um, the greenhouse, the basement, the attic, and the girls' toilets, and I think there's at least one more. I think the chapel, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's at least four locations, and I think there are six, but I, I could be remembering wrong. And I'm pretty sure I found all of them, and they were all locked or no entrance. Oh, my God. I was so mad. I'm like, I've been wasting all this time gossiping every goddamn time, and, like, half the time I don't even get something, and when I do, it's always a dud. Yeah, and then after you find, you know, a way into the tunnels, then you have to stake the tunnels out for, yeah. like, several days before anything happens in them. And that's dangerous, because you can get caught and put in detention, you can, like, burn your hand on a steam pipe, and then that, that character is, like, out for the next week because they're injured. Like... Wait, you have to stake out the tunnels? Yeah, you have to you have to find the entrance to the cave from the tunnels. Oh, I just searched it. Yes, you can do it. Um, you can do it by searching. If you, uh, if you're not high enough, uh, I think observation or or stealth or something to search, uh, then you can stake it out, which is a lower, uh, one, and then you you'd know the movements of like people like the the adults who patrol the tunnel, and so then you can it makes it easier to search it. Maybe I was just doing it wrong then. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And so, yeah, so then you get into the caves. And once you're in the caves, it's still hard because the caves are very spooky. And you need to, like, get into the caves stealthily and have a high enough, uh, like, hospitality or intimidation to resist how spooky the caves are. And the problem with that is that you used a Rowan to stake out or search. Oh, yeah. Tunnels. And, and Rowan and has, has terrible, no. terrible yeah. hospitality well, and intimidation. I mean, the way to do it is you have to send more than one person. Um, yeah. You do have the option for any of these to send more than one person at a time. And when you do that, it will use whatever category it's testing. It will use the highest stat. So if you send one person with a really high, you know, Rowan, basically a high stealth and observation, and then one other person who has either very high intimidation or very high hospitality, then you'll be okay. Um, but it's very hard to do with one person. I can't. I actually can't imagine doing it successfully with one person. I guess if you had like mm -hmm. all intimidation items and you just stacked them up with items. Oh no! Yeah, I thought you could do it like without with getting caught, but you can't because you get put in detention. Yeah. Even before you get to the check. Yeah. So it's rough. Uh, that that's I think like that's kind of one of the the hardest and most time consuming. Um, like quests in the game. Um, then, let's see. So we talked about finals week. I think that's actually a little bit later. But finals week is just um, you get a lot of extra quests that are just helping students feel okay about finals. Yeah. Get back to your karma. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Every time you help a student feel better, it, it uh, increases your the student uh, student council karma. And then I think uh, after after the finals, uh, if if enough students do well, then you also get school rep for that. Yeah, yeah. If uh, maybe, oh, but I, I after you do the tunnels, you get a lot of reputation. Yeah, if you if you find the bomb in the tunnels. Oh, uh, oh there are so many permutations. It's so hard to keep track. That's how I died one of the times, by the way, or game overed. Is if you don't find the thing in the tunnels at all, um, the the cra the like noises become like demonic whispers, and you literally go crazy and have to be like escorted out of the school like in a stretcher and taken to a psychiatric hospital whoa whoa so that happened to me my school just blew up yeah i assume, i was I would assume that's like if you got a little further like closer to the bomb um but you didn't actually get to the bomb hmm. um yeah so the let's see finals there's another one oh there's um campaigning week where students campaign for next year's student council and like i think depending on their loyalty i'm not sure like what or if it's random um st various students who are not seniors so not althea uh can just be out for that week because <clears throat> they're campaigning for their re-election so that's kind of annoying yeah uh then you get the event where althea's like eh fuck this i'm not into it which I assume you can avoid if you like have, if you are romancing her. But um, yeah, most of the time she's like, "I'm a senior. I don't need to do this. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna peace out sometimes." And then she just pieces out sometimes. I uh, had her. I had her just straight up leave once, also. Yeah. Um, just not come back at all. Yeah. Interesting. Which I think was. I think that was the time that I had Thais as my traitor, so I romanced her. Um, I don't think it was necessarily related to that, but I think it, on that run, her loyalty, uh, Altea's loyalty was, like, especially low. Mm, yeah. 
I mean, Thais will tell you to kick Althea out. Do you have the... Uh, oh, yeah, you that you do have a dialogue he, option of doing yeah, that, don't and you? I, and I, you, I you blame Althea for being the traitor. Yeah, and I didn't do that. Um, it was, it was like, specifically later when she was like, yeah, I don't... I, I already got into my college, so I don't really give a shit about any of this. Um, yeah. Bad work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that made me really angry at her. I'm like, come on, like we're all in this together. You, the least you could do is show up. Oh, and then and then later, there's um, there's a thing where Miss Talmage is like, we have these donations for charity, but we can't submit yeah. them yet. So we need you to keep them in this room and guard them. And um, I assume you're supposed to actually catch someone in the act. I never managed to figure out who was doing it. I just, like, successfully guarded it every time. Well, and that's the weird thing is I feel like I successfully guarded it every time. And, like, I kept reloading a save. And every time it still got stolen. And I don't know why. But one thing that happened was uh, because Altea, like, was being unreliable, uh, I just never let her guard it. And so she confronted me and was like, look, I'm really good at this intimidation stuff. I can I can do this for you. And I was like, uh, nope, don't trust you. <laughs> and she got real mad about it. Well, so, so I, I got that same scene and I did trust her and put her in charge of it. And it still got stolen. So, yeah, you know, so much for stolen, relying on Althea. I thought it was, I got an unclear role. Yeah, so I got, I, like, the first time through, it didn't get stolen, but, um, like, I got the impression from Miss Talmadge that she was hoping that this would be, like, a honey trap, and that we would, like, catch someone and be able to, like, see who was trying to sabotage the school, but maybe that's not a real thing. I don't know, I don't remember. That sounds right when you say it now, but I can't remember anything ever, like, coming up to that effect. After yeah, maybe the there's, like, a certain specific set of things you have to do. Um, like have good, good. Uh, I don't know. This game is <laughs> no this idea. game is always about having a specific setup of, like, uh, certain outcomes that have already happened, leading into events in the future. Like that's yeah. that's the big thing of this game. Um, is there is there anything else before? Well, there's I guess there's the there's a fixed thing of um your college acceptance letters. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I still don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I do either. Uh, so there's like five schools that you apply to, and it lets you pick which one is like your dream school that you really want to get into. Uh, and then throughout the the rest of the, like towards the end of the year, you start getting acceptance letters. There, first you get like a, your early admission was deferred. So that doesn't mean you're, you don't get to go. It just means that like your, your application gets put in with everybody else's. Um, and you suspect that Miss Talmadge um, like, uh, withheld your recommendation letters, which turns out to be true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out from one of the endings. Um, and so, like, but then, like, later in the year, you get a series of you either did or didn't get into various colleges. Um, I did get into my top pick and at least one other school both times, mm-hmm. um, but they were, like, a different set of schools, so I'm not really sure what yeah, that, how I, that mechanic works. I don't know how that I have no clue how that works either. Um, but if you get into everything. Yeah. It might have something to do with your performance on the cases. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be, or like I wouldn't school be reputation or or something, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure uh, I'm sure it's tied to something and we will never know because it's there's so many <laughs> systems that yeah. it's 
but it's interlocking behind very, the scenes variables. Very hard to like see the patterns. Yeah. So the the way I learned this was the the first time through I made my top choice. You can pick. Uh, there's like a traditionally black liberal arts college that's like very prestigious, and I'm like, that sounds cool. Um, and so I don't know if we mentioned that you play a black character. You play a black character. You have a, you play the black female student council leader lead, which is hilarious because uh, in Wintermore, the game we're working on, we have an intimidating black female student council president. <laughs> That's so it's funny. like basically the same character. It's, um, it's interesting to me because uh, it, like it it doesn't come up often, but it does come up sometimes that basically uh, Talmadge is kind of a racist and she's like, yep, you'll be a really great scapegoat. And she doesn't say like, you'll be a good scapegoat to this school because you're black. But I feel like it was pretty heavily implied. Literally that is like basically what they insinuate in the, uh, in the, if you pick the black school as your top choice, because if you do, you get a letter from their admissions board. uh, And it's a person saying like, Hey, you know, like we reviewed your application and, like, we really think you're a perfect fit, and we hope you come and join us. And, like, you know, since, you know, like, I trust that you are mature enough to handle this information, but, like, we received some, like, weird, like, letters, like, that were, you know, smearing you, basically. And um, we looked, you know, I was suspicious because, like, the application was otherwise perfect, and it was j- the only reason we didn't accept you early admission was because we didn't get your... Uh, recommendation letters on time so i looked into it in more depth and like someone out there is trying to sabotage you and it basically implies like we understand that you know like it can just be harder in the world for people like us because other people won't give us a chance and so like we hope that you know like you'll come here because like we we get it we understand yeah and i'm like that's that's like surprisingly nuanced (laughs) yeah that, that, that really is I think, I think the only the only like time that I actually completed the game, I picked, I picked the Midwestern school because, uh, the Midwestern school was called Grendel College, which I think I think is an analog for Grinnell. I think they're all analogs to real schools. Um, Interesting. But I think that that's an analog for Grinnell, which is a school in the Midwest. Uh. Uh. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, the, the choices are like. A really fancy Ivy League school, um, a slightly less fancy but still good Ivy League school, um, a school that's a Midwestern school that specializes in your major, um, a traditionally black high prestige liberal arts college, and I always forget what the fifth one is. So do I. That's that's the, that's the only one that I can't remember is the same one that I, that you can't remember. So whatever. It's like something something else that just like has a good reputation. Oh, it's the California one. It's like a you know like a a, a good reputation school in California that's enjoying the beautiful weather. Yeah. So like if you basically saying like if you want to go to a party school. Pretty much. Uh, um. Yeah. So I picked the the Black Liberal Arts College the first time and the like super prestigious Ivy League the second time. Um, and both times I got it, so I, I don't know what the, yeah, but you, I only got the, I only got the letter saying like, Hey, we looked into it because we believe in you and someone is trying to sabotage you. I only got that from the, the liberal arts school. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't get that with, with the Midwestern school. So that's probably, yeah, that's probably a specific one. Yeah. They're looking out for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. 
Um, okay, so then is there are there any other major story points before you have to research Miss Talmadge? I mean, I think keep thinking about how many people that can leave. Because depending on what you do, people will leave the council. Do they? I've only ever had Althea, like, come oh, do part time. I never had anyone leave. Tice and Vaughn leave, I think. Oh, interesting. Is it just oh, if their loyalty is really low? Um, no, I think Vaughn left because I dated Tice. Oh, I think that happened to me as well, actually, now that I'm thinking about and it. And Tice left because I dated Althea. <laughs> Yeah, I think I had Vaughn leave, and I, I think that was the game that I just scrapped and started over, because I felt like I wasn't in a great place with it or something. So, yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, um, I guess that makes sense. There is a thing on the checklist, like, go into the final confrontation with only, like, X number of people. So I, I remember, because I had a game with, like, Althea was the traitor, and then I kept her, and then she was queen, and then she was poisoned. And then she came back, and then Faze left. Jesus. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think looking at the achievements, the fewest minions you can have is like two. Which yeah. sounds I don't know impossible. How to have two. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so you get an opportunity to research like what's going on with Miss Talmadge. Um, I'm not sure how much you can discover. I, I, for, I forget what even I found, like, doing, like, trying to figure her out. I know you can go to the school records department. Oh, you find out something about how, like, she's asked for a bigger budget for next year or something like that. Yeah, it's something like she's actually setting setting up, like, things to happen for you to investigate. She like yeah. she's, she's, like, sowing controversies and causing things that you have to deal with. So she's trying to make the student council look like more of an asset so that she can get more funding for them. Yeah. By... And for by them, we mean for herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that that is what she's doing. I'm not, I don't think that's what you find out from the records. I think from the records, you just find out that she, like, asked for more budget for next year. Yeah, that sounds right. Which is, like, not a lot to confront her on. Um, but you, like, towards the end of the school year, you actually don't have to confront her. You can just graduate without confronting her. Um, but it's more fun Wait, to confront her. Yeah, I did. I did. I checked just to see if I could, and you totally can. I thought about like how long you put off confronting her. Yeah, you can but just then, never then confront like, her and graduate. Panicked and said, "I really should confront." Her. Yeah. Um. So she she shows up as one of the quests, and she has a hundred in every stat. And like you basically unless you spent probably all your training points on one person and only upped the stat that they already started at like 40 it's it would be nearly impossible to get someone at, to a stat any stat of 100 let alone all stats of 100 yeah so i managed to get into a fight with her with 95 95 80 70 wow. items though oh yeah well yeah not yeah not including items you could use items and that's i that's thought that was fun. pretty solid i know yeah, I did, and you, the fight can was get, easy. you can get some pretty good stuff on a combination of people, and it also depends on how well you did on your cases. Because the more, the the better, and more quickly you solve your cases, the more training points you get. <laughs> uh, so if you've done really well in cases, you'll have you know better stats. Um, so when you decide that it's time to confront Miss Talmadge, you take all your 
students and all your items and you go confront her and then you have a boss fight against her and I love this boss fight. It's it's like it's a great so mechanic. Bizarre. It's, yeah. yeah, it's weird, but it it does feel I feel like appropriate for kind of the culmination of how far that you know like what the game's been up until that point. Mm-hmm. Um, although to be fair, I did lose it the first time um, because I it wasn't until about halfway through the fight that I really understood how it worked, and then I had to reload and uh, and do it again. Yeah. Um, but basically, she keeps confronting you in one of the four categories. Um, so either you know the the hospitality, uh, intimidation, uh, stealth, or observation, and you have the choice of either blocking her in which case both you and she lose an equal amount of that stat or trying to attack her, in which case there is a role, a stat-based role where uh, you pick a, a stat that opposes her stat. So like if she picked intimidation, you get hospitality. If she picked stealth, you get observation, et cetera. Um, and if, uh, if you win that role, she loses the stat. If you, if you lose that role, you lose the stat. Um, and you, the goal is to try and it, it, anytime anybody has a stat that's any stat is reduced below zero, they have to drop out of the fight. Um, Althea leaves like uh, halfway through, regardless. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. yeah. What? Yeah. Well, if, is well, that if you have a low enough loyalty? I assume so. Yeah, because um, that happened to me as well. I had the same loyalty with her that I had with most of the other members of my team, and she still left halfway. Because Althea um, never left me, but other people left. Yeah, so in mine, Althea left both times. Um, and as I say, she had equal, maybe it's random, but she had equal loyalty to the others. Um, so yeah, halfway through, someone leaves. But yeah, so your your goal is to try and get one of her level 100 stats down to zero in order to win the fight. Um, so you have to do a, a careful combination of, uh, like, lowering her stats by blocking with people whose stats don't matter. Like, you know, if you, if Thais is like huge on intimidation, you can block with her on observation. Cause it doesn't matter if she loses observation unless it would put her below zero, in which case she'd have to leave. Um, and then once you get, start to get her stats low enough, then you can start going on the attack uh, and using like the, and actually winning your role, like counter roles against her uh, and, and getting a high enough score that you can, knock her down and i find it really fun they play some really intense music during the yeah. fight i don't know i enjoyed it a lot it's such a weird fight because if you do it like properly and think about like the stats it's a super easy fight eh, you have to have the because... stats pretty high to start with because you have to yeah, have that but... to sacrifice like if you only have blocking your characters start with a hundred of each and she starts with a hundred each if you don't use the training room once in the entire game. I guess that's true. Although, like, if a but you don't you don't get to reach zero. Yeah, you don't get to reach zero. So, like, if you had eight left or whatever, and it knocks you down by ten, you just you go, you're just done. Um, and it's it's also random which order, like what uh, ability she picks to use. So if she picks like the wrong one too many times in a row. You can kind of be fucked, but yeah, no, it's it's. I think it's quite. If you know what you're doing, it's like not that hard to win, especially if you come in with some good items. But it's still, like, it still feels 
pretty intense, especially because like she starts with those hundreds, mm-hmm. and you're like, ooh. You're All so right. trained to see like the hundreds as like this is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Because like nobody has stats that high. It's cool. I liked it a lot. I don't know if you can ever like. Is it possible to like win that enough to fully disgrace her? Because every time I've won it, like she just has to, um, like she you basically end up working with her. Like you can blackmail her into helping you somehow, um, but like she doesn't get kicked out or anything. Yeah, that's there... that's what happened to me as well. I don't I don't know if you can or not. I I would assume. Wait, doesn't she get kicked out? Not in any not in either of my endings. What happens if you resign as student council leader? Uh, I don't know if I did. No. Oh, okay. I did. Do yeah, that. I think you're you. I think you're fine. Yeah. No. What happened was uh, I I chose to resign. And then all of my minions were like, yep, fuck you, Miss Talmadge. And they all, we all just, like, walked out together and just fucked off of doing student council stuff for the last whatever, however long. And then it just went into the ending. Yeah, yeah and I still got into my school, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah you, still get, um, you still get the your schedule freed up either way because, as you know, once you acknowledge what Miss Talmadge is doing, she stops doing it. So she's not giving you all these, like, stupid menial cases to do yeah uh, um i did one where like if you work with her there's one where you can like uh accept like tutelage from her like she'll teach you to be like underhanded and sneaky and then like you, you do really well in college because <laughs> i guess there's you know one way you can ask her to buy a booze for you really <laughs> nice or it's like it's asked to buy stuff that only adults can buy yeah. So booze, cigarettes, and porn, presumably. Basically. Although I guess if you're a senior, you would turn 18 and you can buy your own cigarettes and porn at that point. Yeah. But she could probably get away with it better. Yeah, true. Because you're still a student. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so it's. I kind of feel that's like a sort of unsatisfying ending. I would like to see if there... I'd, I'd like to know if there is an ending where you can actually get her kicked out. And if so, I would like to try and do that, but... Or at least see what the storyline plays out as. I don't. I don't remember like what, you know, how what they phrased it as when I walked out of student council and took my whole student council with me. Oh yeah, um, like what her epilogue was. But I. I don't think. I don't think she was like properly disgraced or anything. Yeah, because um, they give you they give you a little epilogue of what happens to each character at the in the graduation sequence, which is kind of cute. It's yeah. nice. Yeah. And you go off to school, and either you, like, succeed very highly, or you're, like, always nostalgic for your high school, um, or, you know, one of several other outcomes, I think. And then you get to see how well you did. There's, like, a stat screen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was weird to me that, despite the fact that this game is so much more procedural than Long Live the Queen, which was literally, like... Long Live the Queen is entirely deterministic. You get the exact same things every time. Mm-hmm. There's no dice rolls. It still felt like Long Live the Queen was way more replayable to me than this is. Maybe it's because the overall story was just shorter. Yeah, it's way shorter. Yeah, yeah. and I think, um, I think the the padding of the procedural cases makes this like, I don't really want to play this again, you know? 
Yeah. You're like, I, I get the gist of these cases. I've seen enough of them that, like, I understand the basics. I don't feel like I need to see a ton of them over and over again. And it's time-consuming. Yeah. Also, um, like, if you replay Long Live the Queen, you're probably looking for another ending. Yeah, you're And doing then it's an specific. entire new puzzle. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Like the outcomes yeah, you have a specific in, goal in mind. Yeah, the outcomes in Long Live the Queen are all vastly different from each other. Like, there are so many, so yeah, many like, just wildly disparate I didn't even know there paths. were three magic users, let alone that you could recruit three magic users. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so... And this yeah. one, it's kind of like, you get a general sense of, like, barring the, like, apparently weird ending where you seduce Miss Talmadge, it feels like you can get the shape of it pretty like generally from one or two playthroughs mm -hmm. and then you don't feel like you you need to play it again i think if it was shorter i, I would probably try and get more endings but it's like uh i don't want to have to go through so many cases for like you know like another entire day basically of sitting and doing it it's i mean it's like what like four six hours to do like your first playthrough something like that yeah something like that like it's it's a not insignificant amount of time yeah and and long live the queen is like maybe two yeah and, uh, and, and far, if, I mean, if you're call it, Carl, it's like, what What did you do, like, seven minutes or something? No, it's uh, currently, like, two minutes. Two minutes, yeah. Or maybe it's just under three, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. if you're speedrunning it, you can do it in under five minutes. But that's, all, that's also the bullshit ending. Yeah, fair enough. Where you just leave the country. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a bullshit non-death ending, at least. Yeah. But also, like, in Black Closet, if you play it the first time, if you lose near the end, it sucks. Yeah, if you haven't been safe coming, yeah. Compared to, like, Long Live the Queen, you're fine with, like, losing week 45 to dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, at least it's with Long Live so the much Queen, bullshit, but it feels better. Yeah, it, Long Live the Queen, the reason I think it feels better is, A, the endings are funnier. Uh, because, like, the endings are, are just good. B, like, it, you didn't take as long to get there. And C, it feels very, like, you know exactly the steps you took that got you there, and you can avoid them in the future, right? Because there's no randomness involved. Yeah. So you're like, okay, now next time I'll know not to do that. And you just, like, with this one, it's like, well, maybe I just fucked up one too many cases because, like, I got the long ones and... So my reputation dipped too too low, and like next time I just have to hope I don't get those cases. It's it's weird to me. You it's so counterintuitive that like the procedurality and randomness would make it less replayable. Yeah, but, but it, here I, we I, are. I really do feel like it had that effect. Mm -hmm. So I have a question. Sure. Did you guys also manage to do the scrolling back for the visual novel? Each time you try to move the screen, because you have too many cases? Uh, I, I usually ended up, like, accidentally clicking outside the window or accidentally clicking on the case information tab. I yeah. so wanted to scroll in that window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean you felt like instinctively you should have been able to? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't... I, I guess I, like, wasn't thinking of it in quite the same visual novel terms. Um... For what it's worth, I feel like the UX was pretty good for what it is. I really like that they have, um, in each case, you can just, there's a tab at the top that says what actions you did and what the results were. 
And I've referred to that so often because I was like, wait, have I interrogated this person already? Like, who did that? Did I actually get a success on that or was it ambiguous? And I, I, I pretty much just when uh, after my day was ending and you get all the results, I just click through them and then check the log and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And sometimes the information that the log gives you is like more informative than what actually like you get from the person because they, they give you a conversation, but the log says, like, they were being evasive or they yeah. seemed a little too confident. And it's like, well, I don't know if I would have picked that up on my own from yeah. just the dialogue. So yeah, that's, the that's log nice. was the, was a friend. Yeah. I didn't like the, the, the way that you, like, selected people was a little too subtle because <laughs> I would often end up, like, accidentally selecting three girls yeah. for a task. And like, oops, I didn't mean to do that. Mm-hmm. so many times yeah and luckily if you notice that you did it um like you have you you don't have to commit to that right away you can go back and change it um but i did once accidentally assign two people to a task and like finish the day without realizing i had done so um yeah so ux is a little hit or miss like some parts of it are really good some parts of it could use a little work yeah but it's serviceable. Yeah. And the the say. writing the writing I would say was like overall pretty good. Um I don't know about the like the general plot, but the character writing I enjoyed for the most part. Like the characters did feel like real people that as you got to know them you really did learn kind of more interesting things about them and mm-hmm. like that was nice. Yeah. So what's the die loaded? Because I think the die is really loaded. Uh, that's a an option you can check on and off in the uh, in the options. And I think up. I think the default is yes that it is loaded if I remember correctly. Yeah, it because... seems like it's way more loaded than usual in the Talmadge fight. I never got a bad roll in the Talmadge fight. Yeah. So yeah, I remember. I, I, I remember I reading. Pretty about much that. never got a bad roll. I did sometimes. I always like rolled above ten. Which, uh, I don't know, that's, it, it seems interesting to me that the default would be that your die is loaded, and you oh, have yeah, to yeah. manually turn it off, but at the same time, uh, this game is already not an easy game to get yeah. through, uh, so I'm glad that it was. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of happy that we do that, because it's like, it's so easy, when randomness goes against you, it feels so shitty. Right? Like, because it's not your fault, and it's it's just like, ugh. That's, that's how so, I like, felt about the, um, the, the too-close-to-tell verdict. Yeah. Like, I hated that that was a thing, basically. Like, I mean, it, 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 it kind of felt... has to be in order to have the traitor mechanic be a thing, but yeah. Yeah, fair. that's true. But I don't know, it just, hmm, it never it felt also... good. It also gives you an opportunity to succeed in places where you otherwise really wouldn't have the stats to, because it gives you, like, a 10-point swing, basically, where you're like, well, if you can get within 10 points of it, then maybe you can get it. Like, yeah. Instead of spending, maybe... like, 70 points in detection when looking through the internet, Yeah. go yeah. for, like, 60 and do it a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't know if you do really well in all the cases, you just have enough points to throw in the stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, no, I, I thought overall the balance in the default version was good. It felt like there were some parts that felt unfair where it felt like I was doing the right thing and I just ran out of time or I like thought I felt like I had exhausted every reasonable <laughs> thing to do and there was nothing further. Yeah, that's, that, like, that's something that I encountered and I don't really think they ever spell it out. But if on certain cases, like the cell phone one, I think is the one that I ran into it. Uh, if if you harass people, then you just lose all of your leads on that case and you'll basically fail it. Yeah. Um, which is like frustrating because, you know, harassment is usually a pretty good way of getting information yeah. out of people. But in that way, and, you just straight up can't. Yep. There's also ones where like the, the correct answer is to wait and do nothing. Um, but there are some where like there is actually a thing that you can do. It just it's really counterintuitive because you're like, I can't harass them. They're innocent. But like, actually, you were supposed to harass them. Like there's the one with um, where there's like the two best friends who are fighting. Um, if it's the variation where they're like there was like a secret love confession going on, one of the roommates like hints that she knows what's going on. But and you have to harass her to get her to reveal it. But like she didn't Wait, you have to harass wrong. the roommate. Yeah, you have to harass the roommate to get her to tell you what's going on with these two friends. And it's like, that should lose you karma, but it doesn't. I um, harassed the one, like, the subject. Nope, you gotta, if, if, it's, if it's the secret loved one, you have to harass the roommate. And she's like, oh, well, actually, what happened was this girl slept over the other night and things have been real tense ever since. And, like, I think there was, like, an aborted romance going on. And then you can talk to the main two subjects again, and then they'll work it out. Yeah. Or you have to leave that quest ignore it yeah it's not i i don't know if you like some quests lose you more reputation and karma than others if you fail so they actually do say in one of the like loading screen tooltip things that like sometimes you just got to prioritize which quests you actually want to do and just not care about some of them yeah which is hard to do when yeah. when everything feels like the stakes are really high no matter what yeah and it's like, uh, the stakes are low on this one, but I like, I'm. It's been so long, and it's definitely going to be times up soon, and I should and really like, do that one first. And if you get a star on a quest, it's way better than getting like two A's. Yeah. No, it's better than getting two B's. Yeah. yeah so an the A star is gets you five points. Point, yeah. Star is five points. Uh, A is three points. B is two points. C is one point, and D and F are no points. Mm-hmm. And F is usually some kind of resource penalty, like you lose karma or you lose uh, reputation. Yeah. And you can you can lose karma and reputation even without failing if like you harass people who are innocent or you do you know like if if people keep showing up on drugs and you haven't solved it yet. Yeah, that one got. Or if you if you have to expel a student, even if that's like the proper course of action, you still take like a, a one point reputation hit. Yeah. Just from having had to expel someone. Oh, yeah. that reminds me. If you suspend someone and you need to like harass them or detain them to solve the case, that's bullshit. I don't know if I, I ever I, had to do that. But I, I tried to like, oh, what does suspend actually do? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I couldn't solve the case. Oh, no. Oh. Because they're they're out of school and then you have no ability to interact with them until they come back. Yeah. Yeah. 
But I mean, usually if if it's detaining, like detention detaining, then I think most of the time suspension will also get them to to break. It just takes longer. Um, but sometimes detention is sufficient. Yeah, I always did detention first. Sometimes several times um, before I tried to suspend or expel. And I, I think I only expelled people like very few times. Yeah, there aren't that many uh, cases where doing the same action that you've already done with the same person you've already done is a thing that you can or should do. Yeah. Sometimes it matters if it's like someone is sneaking in on particular nights to do something and you have to like guard on that night. Um, and sometimes there'll be a change in circumstances like that one with the two friends where it's like, okay, now that I know what the problem is, I can go talk to them again. And, but they're usually pretty explicit about that. If that's the case, yeah. most of the time, if you've already done something, there is nothing more to be gained from doing it again, unless the results were ambiguous. Yeah. Which is, which I, I appreciate. Um, and I appreciate that it tells you in the log how confident you were in the results basically like whether you succeeded failed or it was ambiguous mm -hmm. because then it's like oh like this says it's this thing but is it really this thing yeah the log was useful the log the log yeah. i'll praise the log uh all right anything else i feel like we covered that in immense detail <laughs> yes I, I i figured this would be a long episode and it yeah, is. <laughs> it's, a good it's a good game. It was yeah. enjoyable. As, as I say, like, I don't think it had quite the fun replayability of Long Live the Queen, where it's like, let's go through and see how many different weird endings we can get. Um, because it's just, there's so much time to do one playthrough that it doesn't feel worth it. Yeah. Also, if you, like, do a second playthrough, like, 80% of it is the same thing. Yeah. You're doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah, it's like, nominally different it's like marginally different because the procedurality like gives you you know different student names and like slightly different outcomes to quest but it feels the same from a you from a user experience point of view it feels like the same stuff yeah. also should we talk about how this game has two art styles i didn't check and out how weird that is i'm guessing one of them was like from when they were like doing an earlier draft like an alpha or beta and then they replaced it with final art but they decided to keep the old art in case you wanted to switch back yeah i've seen that in is that the at, case i think so i've seen that in at least one one other visual novel where there was like old art and then it got a, a, a spit shine polish and you know you could choose between the character sprites so what's I, the other art style because i i only went with the default it's just a little rougher Okay. Basically. It's not like not, it's not, not like, like rougher. Like it's it's a different artist you can tell. Um It's not like crazy anime style or anything like that. No. It's yeah. It's it's just I don't know. I would be interested different... if it was like uh like Hotful Boyfriend when you can put the like boy filter on the pigeons or whatever. Like if you could put some weird filter on all the characters so they're I don't know, like dinosaurs or squids or something like I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would but... actually be really great, but no, it wasn't. It, it, yeah, no, it's just a different, like, oh, it looks like it was maybe from an earlier version of the game. Yeah. And there's, there's a, there's an achievement in the checklist for getting all cutscenes in both versions of the art style, mm. and it's called Seen It All. Yeah. Which should be yeah. a get all cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. that's kind of insane. 
I mean, I think um, you can save scum it. Yeah, you can probably and... save scum some of it at least, but... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think that's it. That's all I have to say. It's a good game, and I recommend it. Although I think I still recommend Long Live the Queen more. It might That might just be nostalgia talking, though, because it's been like three, four years now since we've played that. So maybe I only remember the good parts. And it's a different kind of game. Yeah. yeah really. Really, really this is. one is way more like linear. Yeah, and it's way more about like in-the-moment strategy versus planning a path, which is what Long Live the yeah. Queen is more about. Mm-hmm. Long Live the Queen is like a pure puzzle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's a good distinction. It's kind of a strategy versus puzzle sort of feel to the difference, um, where you're you're making you know you're taking calculated risks in this one, and you're just trying to solve a problem in the other one, a yeah. finite problem. Um, yeah, good good observation. Um, I think that's it. Are we? Yeah, I I have exhausted. Yeah. You else have any final thoughts? <laughs> no. All right, I'll talk about our next game. Um, so the next game that we are going to play in the next two weeks uh, is Outer Wilds. Um, Outer Wilds is a game on the Epic Store, controversially, uh, that was made by some classmates of mine, some uh, specifically some underclassmen. So this was uh, Alex Beecham's thesis, I believe. Uh, who is the director of the game, and he and a number of other students from his year, which is the year directly below me, um, started work on this game called Outer Wilds, which is basically, it's kind of a little mystery game. The uh, the premise is that you are an astronaut, and you are uh, caught in a time loop where you're experiencing like the same 20 minutes over and over, and you have access to like a tiny little solar system, and you have to explore the various mysteries on these planets uh, within the 20-minute time period. And I'm assuming that, like, there is some overarching goal of, like, trying to figure out the time loop or something like that. Um, but I honestly, I haven't played it since it was a thesis project. And at the time, what I mostly remember about it was getting incredibly nauseous from the first person. So I'm hoping that's improved. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, because it's, you know, it's also like a game with different gravity mechanics because you're in space. So, we'll see. Hopefully, I'll be fine. Talk about taking calculated risks here. Yeah, I have my ginger ale. I'll, <laughs> I'll do my best. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, see if I can talk to Alex Beecham. Maybe he'll want to come guest. If not, we'll just talk about it ourselves. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, I'm always excited to see, you know, like what's coming out of, USC. It's been a long and arduous journey because, like I said, that was they were the year below me, so he would have had his thesis year in 2013. So it's been six years, and it's only just finally come out. So you know, long journey. Um, so I'm ex- I'm really excited to see the final product, and it's been getting some good reviews as well, which makes me happy. Um, there's a bit of controversy going on, uh, around the fact that it is an Epic Store exclusive, at least for a while, um, because they, they ran, it wasn't a Kickstarter, it was some other, like, funding platform campaign, uh, and it was part of, you know, what was advertised on that was that it would be available on Steam, which doesn't mean that it's not going to be available on Steam, it just might be available later, um, but they did take... Uh, like the Steam logo off their front page for the game, I think. So, you know, people have a lot of conspiracy theories. 
Um, but I have a lot of sympathy for indie devs who, you know, are trying to push and market a game and it's like fucking impossible to get funding. So if a big company comes to you and says, hey, you know, we're trying to target indie developers and, you know, move the needle on the market to get greater market share for creators. Here's a giant bag of money to sell yeah. on our platform versus the one we're competing with. Like, I'd have a hard time saying no to that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, because, you know, it's it costs a lot to, to salary even a few devs for, for a year. Mm-hmm. And marketing budgets are intense. So, um, you know, I if that's a thing you really care about, then wait till it comes out on Steam, I guess. But it's also, like, on sale on the Epic Store right now, so... Mm-hmm. I gotta say, my my whole take on this controversy is I am highly amused that the the high road strategy that the Epic Store has taken has been based on better creator revenue splits. Yeah, because they sent like an ultimatum letter to Steam, like, "Hey, we won't do all these exclusives if you also, you know, like give a you know whatever it is a twelve percent, uh, you know, split." versus your current 30%. And of course, Steam is not going to agree to that. But it's still like a, a hilarious high road position to take, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I never expected the, there. I never expected there to be so much controversy surrounding the Epic Store. Um, and yet here we are. And yeah, it's I like, feel like the biggest issue right now. <laughs> I feel like it's good for giant businesses to have competition so they don't become monopolies. Like, I, I don't really see why that's bad, but... You know. I, I think the big issue that a lot of people have is that uh, the Epic Store isn't that good. So, <laughs> Steam isn't that good either. Yeah, like, there, there have been some pretty big security breaches with the Epic Store. Like, they, they just sent personal financial information to... Like, someone requested some information about their account and they just sent it to the wrong person. Like they sent it to someone else. Oh, um, that, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that's pretty bad. So uh, I, I get it. If there's but... competition, they'll be forced to be better about that. Exactly. Like, I, you know, steam had its own issues when it was a new baby service. So, yeah, that, we could, we could get into like a whole long oh, yeah. discussion. I'm sure on like the the various like politics and and people's different arguments, but this has already been a pretty long podcast. It has. So I gotta start making dinner here uh, soon. So, so. The, the the gist of it is, go play Outer Wilds because I suspect it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um and and very like interesting and maybe even kind of sweet because I what I've heard of like the the planet you start on sounds like kind of adorable. So nice. I like that. I like adorable. Um. Yeah. So, and we'll see you uh, hopefully in about two weeks for that. Mm-hmm. Um, between now and then, uh, Kelso, where can they reach us? Uh, well, you can find our collective Twitter on Twitter. Imagine that, uh, which is at Feedback Force. We will tweet about the games we're playing. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I'll do like if if a game is on sale, be like, hey, this game's on sale. We played it. Should that tweet a link to we should tweet a link to uh, Empress Teresa. Yeah, we'll do that too. I'll try to remember that. Um, <laughs> uh, and then you can find me uh, and all my shit posts also on Twitter uh, at Kelso Time Bomb. Yep. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kyla underscore Go. 
uh, and you can find the game I'm working on. If you if you liked this game and you want more uh, incredibly intimidating black female student presidents, uh, you can find the game I'm working on, Wintermore Tactics Club, uh, at Wintermore TC on Twitter. Or yeah. wintermorestc.com. Yeah, go follow that. And you can follow me at, on Twitter, at scub 3 and we will see you again in probably two weeks, unless we end up having to delay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't two to five weeks. <laughs> yeah, two to five yeah. weeks, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. See you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.